For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. And our lines are open. You can text 86 106 It could well be a rather different show to what I had planned today. Front page of the newspapers this morning. Stabbed coming out of school. Hate on the streets. Front of this morning's independent. Streets of Fury says this morning's sun. Barbaric single word headline with the star with all of the newspapers showing photo after photo after photo of the disgraceful events in Dublin. City Centre yesterday all kicked off following the stabbing of children and a crash worker. Papers also talked today about the heroes who came and intervened. Um, I see one of them was a delivery driver, extraordinarily a delivery driver from Brazil, who dismounted his bike, took off his helmet and hit the attacker with it. Then came along other women, including Siobhan Carney, who was actually at the Stardust Inquiry at the time. She came to the aid actually to protect the suspect because the suspect then was being kicked and brutally attacked by passers-by. Bloody horror as a girl now fights for her life. A serious stab wound to the chest, a little five-year-old. City centre ablaze as the mob attack guardie and burn out vehicles. Crash worker stabbed as she stopped an attacker. Is a front pager because if that crash worker hadn't intervened, more young children uh, could have been stabbed. And you know something? We could have an even worse situation as if it could be any worse. But I will come back to those stories. Your thoughts and a welcome text over. Eight six eight one zero four one zero six. But I need to go to the phones now because I know that uh, Brendan O'Connor, president of the GRA, that being the Garda Representative Association, uh, has quite an amount of media commitments this morning, and he joins me by phone. Brendan, good morning. Good morning. Oh my God! Uh, one of our very worst days as a republic. Would you agree? One of our worst. Well, it was certainly a very, very dark day and very unprecedented to see, um, you know, youths and gangs of thugs on the streets of the capital city attacking property, burning out buses and attacking uh, groups and individual members of the Gardaí Corner. So certainly very, very disturbing and, as you say, a very, very dark day for, for our, our country and our democracy. But I have to pay tribute to the resilience and the commitment of the members I represent who went out there and, and, and did what had to be done and restored order and many of them turned in that were off duty and travelled in from neighbouring counties and from as far away as Waterford because it was always the spirit of the ethos of the members I represent we always rally whenever it's needed but certainly it's important to, to look at what happened and see can we do things do things better going And how forward. could we do things better if there's anything to be learned from yesterday? Well, I think, look, at it, it's a bit early to focus on the individual circumstances yes, but it's part of the overall uh, attitude to law and order, the attitude to policing, the, the resourcing of members, the number of guards on duty, the, the levels of training, the levels of equipment. I mean, just we have to be prepared for what we reasonably expected to be exposed to. And over the recent years, we've seen falling guard numbers, which is obviously the, the most important problem. And um, we see... You know, public order training was used to be part of the foundation training. Uh, all members used to be issued with a, a riot helmet. We saw how many guards we see sent out on the streets of Dublin last night wearing ordinary garlic caps. Um, Look, the situation did unfold and, and it couldn't be planned for. But certainly, um, some of that state of readiness, we believe, ha- has been reduced. And, and we think just that the, the entire attitude to law and order and, and we need to empower the guards that are there. We need to reclaim the space because... So that involves what? Does that involve the, the batons you're talking about, the um, uh, proper f- head- headwear, tasers, things like that? Yeah, I say that. Just that the, the, the guards are equipped to go. It's a violence. It's, the assault on our members that are taking place day in day out are indicative of the hostile environment. Yesterday, we probably saw people who are known to guard the commissioners. A lot of them already have criminal records. People who are 
who, who took the opportunity to challenge the authority of the state. Unfortunately, um, we do have a very, very community-based uh, police service who resorts to using force at a very minimal level. But there are times that that has to be escalated. So the guardie we have need to feel empowered on a day-to-day basis to go out there and, 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 and take on these thugs. And unfortunately, with the levels of oversight and investigation our members are exposed to, they often feel that the, the, the pendulum has swung the wrong way. The criminal justice system is all about the offender's rights and not about protecting society and empowering the guards to do their job. But again, look, at today is a time for reflection on, on, on what happened yesterday. But the overall picture and, and, and how robust and the, the, the capability of the guards to deliver robust policing when it's required uh, is probably something that needs to be looked at. So would they have the been told yesterday um, to, to hold tough, stand back, um, maintain law and order, but don't get stuck in, is it? Oh, well, no, it's just, uh, look, as that situation unfolds, we had the public order units and, uh, as I said, the problem, not, not a problem, the evolution of policing as we see it is we've moved towards specialisation. So you see the public order units there in their boiler suits with their long shields, long batons and helmets. But there's no, it's either that or this ordinary soft, soft, as we call it, soft cap policing. So you had lines of guardy there who were just, had their ordinary equipment, their ordinary uniforms that they wear on a day-to-day basis in a non-hostile unif- uh, situation sent out to try and hold the line. So we need to look at, at is there a better way of fighting? There's an incremental increase between the public order that, that ordinary guards can have better equipment, you know, and, and some, some training in relation to public order. But... Um, that's all. That's all stuff that has to be looked into. But certainly, we have been talking for years, and our members have been highlighting that we just feel we don't have sufficient members on duty at any given time. And as we saw yesterday, these situations can evolve very quickly. Now, thankfully, um, we had a huge response from from colleagues who rushed to the scene and travelled from all over the country. But again, you know, most other police services, when you see something like this unfolding, you'll see um, fleets of personnel carriers. I mean, the guards don't even have the capacity to mobilise their own people. We rely on a lot of the time on private bus, private hire companies to get our people from, from one place to another. So we believe there's an underinvestment in, in police in, in general both in terms of personnel, equipment, training and, and all those those issues that we, we constantly beat the drum about. Yeah, looking and at whenever st- something like this something like this happens, it exposes those weaknesses and and, and, and perhaps um it, look if the the response was effective and, and we did restore order but as we say, there's always room for improvement and we have concerns about some aspects of yeah, that. Yeah, that was yesterday, but if you look globally, sorry, if you look nationwide with regards to statistics, which you can't argue with, murder is up um, something like uh, 96%, manslaughter is up as well, aggravated sexual assault is up 60%. This is, this is shocking, these statistics. Robbery, extortion, hijacking up 21%, possession of um, uh, items to burgle, steal and demand 26%, theft is up 57%. I, I shouldn't go on, but discharging of firearms of fifty percent, criminal damage is up, uh, arson is up. It, it's it's shockingly depressing, um, and then you have a demoralised and dispirited Garda Shikana force who uh, feel undervalued, underpaid, uh, underrespected, and they're asked to go out and fight against this um, ever increasing amount of crime. Yeah, that's a problem, and I suppose look behind those statistics. Those statistics are very alarming, but I think. Generally, the citizens and your listeners, they just get that sense, the feeling, the atmosphere on the streets that, you know, those and, and those involved in, in the lower level antisocial behaviour and, and disorder around, you know, every major town in some village in, the, I'm sure, in the city centre of Cork, I'm not that familiar with it, but just 
the, the thugs seem to feel empowered and the guards feel that they have one hand tied behind their back when they're trying to, to, to police the streets and that's something that I, I don't know what the solution is but certainly um, and the criminal justice system and the courts have a, have a, have a part to play too in, 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 in addressing these issues. Is it, is it too early to be actually looking at what happened yesterday forensically and whether the response was fast enough? Uh, I know there are members of the force that monitor social media. It was quite obvious earlier on I was even listening to like Joe Duffy at quarter past two was calling this as potentially could be very very seriously serious it was unfolding as as he was on the air and I was thinking to myself oh my god I hope they're mobilizing quickly because there will be a backlash to the attack on these children have you any thoughts on that aspect um, look, I wouldn't be privy to 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 what what how the the, the criminal intelligence and monitor of social media operates within the guards, but certainly I think um, it's it's as you say it's it's fairly obvious that the escalations can take, and it's about a level of preparedness, I suppose. Unfortunately, sometimes we can be a bit reactionary in this country in relation to these things. So certainly we need to build in that, that, that preparedness and that resilience and the capacity to respond to what, what might reasonably expect to happen. And I suppose um, it, 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 these incidents and these, these things have, have occurred in other countries and we see a, a militancy and, and, and an aggression amongst certain elements that's probably have I put a, a need to have a more robust response. A more robust response, yes. Do, should that have included, I won't keep you much longer, Brent, but should that have included calling in the army, I wonder? They're seriously tooled up. Well, look, I think that's a tactical and, and, and very serious decision that we have to take. And thankfully, it was a serious it was, day yesterday, though, Brendan, you know? It, it was, yes, but I mean, I don't want to be alarmist. I mean, the, the guards are the civil power now. They train and equip our guards to deal with, with, with what we can reasonably expect to encounter and let us do our job and give us the tools and train to do our job and there won't be the need to ever even consider bringing in the army. But we live in, we live in very challenging, very changing times and society is definitely involved. Okay, so give the Gardaí the green light and the equipment to deal with properly thuggery, lawlessness, vandalism and criminality. Yes, and put enough Gardaí on the streets on an ordinary day to know that these thugs, that they will be taken, if they behave and they break the law, that they will face the full rigour of the law and they'll face prosecution, immediate interception, arrest, and then when they get to court, it will be an adequate penalty that acts as a disincentive for such behaviour. Thank you for taking the call this morning, Brendan O'Connor, President of the GRA. It's not as if we haven't been warned and warned over and over again. So this was thuggery, lawlessness, vandalism and criminality, as I say. Under under the banner, actually, hiding under the banner, this criminal activity yesterday of the far right. But I would think that far right, and you know, far right is very much an acceptable in many countries now, political leaning, I get that, and far-right political parties are being elected into power all, all over the world. It doesn't necessarily mean that if you're on the right that you're violent. And I imagine there are many who would be on the right or even far-right would 100% disassociate themselves with the carry-on in, in Dublin yesterday. Even the far-right would disassociate themselves, I would think, with what we saw yesterday. What we do know at this stage is that uh, 34 arrests have been made, 32 of them appearing before court, and I would say probably even before in, appearing before the court's today. They were suggesting there was about 600 uh, who rioted and looted. I think there was an awful lot more than that. I don't know how many actually rioted and looted, but there was an awful lot more than 600 people in the centre of Dublin yesterday in O'Connell Street and Parnell Street and places like that. I I would think there were thousands of them. Um, There were 13 shops damaged and looted. Uh, 11, actually very interestingly, when you look at the shops that were damaged and looted, you had Arnott's and you had Foot Locker and you had places like that. None of them actually. These these thugs, right? These 
idiots, these scumbags. They didn't loot any libraries. They didn't loot bookshops. They weren't trying to rob books. They were robbing sneakers and tracksuits and fashion items and stuff like that. Eleven guarded vehicles were damaged or destroyed, literally either smashed to bits or, as you saw, burnt out. See that moron who burns a box, opens the back door of the squad car and shoves the box into it. Within seconds, it's gone up. Three buses got absolutely totaled. A Lewis tram was set on fire and destroyed uh, as well. Uh, We know that three children, uh, just a little bit older than babies, were stabbed yesterday. We know that a five-year-old girl is fighting for her life from a very serious stab wound to the chest, a five-year-old. Another five-year-old boy, another six-year-old girl were, were stabbed. The carer, woman, bringing them across the road was also stabbed. This Algerian-born man who's the suspected attacker was also injured and, and taken to hospital. And there were heroes then that tackled the knife man, said to be a man born in Algeria but living in Ireland for the past 20 years. And very, very sadly, I kept seeing yesterday as I was looking at the photographs or looking back over videos, from the Parnell Street area, that little pink school bag, that small little pink school bag, uh, just lying uh, on the footpath. So sad. Your thoughts are welcome. Text 0868104106. Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 0868104106. Red FM. Text 0868104106. Um, of course, we know that the newspapers this morning sum it up in two or three words. Uh, stabbed coming out of school pretty much speaks volumes, doesn't it? Do we ever think that we would reach this? Well, undoubtedly, it was bound to happen at some stage because things have just been getting worse and worse and worse. I think I can probably say, without fear of correction, you would be safer on the streets of Paris or New York or Sydney or Lisbon or Berlin than you would be for quite some time on the streets of Dublin. And it's just getting worse and worse. Anybody that is living there, anybody that visits there, God knows we were talking about it. This is a different league to what happened at, at Leinster House uh, back in, when was it, September. Uh, it's just been getting worse and worse and worse. And you just had opportunists yesterday um, who really had absolutely no interest at all with regards to uh, what happened to these young children um, when they were coming out of school and coming out of a crash. They just saw it as an opportunity. There was call-outs on social media, get into town, round up the troops, get in there, create havoc, rob, plunder, pillage, take on the Gardaí. Uh, and I suppose there was a time really when the Gardaí really had the power and they were respected and people did behave in a much better fashion. That started to change then, maybe 20, 25, 30 years ago. And for a while then it was kind of Gardaí were on par with, you know, the rest of society. But then, of course, after that, they became weaker and weaker in their power and what they could and couldn't do. And that allowed then um, the uh, the thugs, the vandals, the criminals, the lawless thuggery, the, you know, the... Um, uh, the full-time dolers, uh, just to take control because they knew there would be no pushback. But what we really need now at this stage really is to have a serious look at criminality in Ireland and our courts and sentencing and given the Gardaí proper powers to take them on. Even the GRA said it this morning. But you did see quite an amount of uh, buses destroyed, a Lewis set on fire, all of the Garda vehicles damaged and destroyed, at least 11, perhaps more, uh, over a dozen shops damaged and looted. Uh, absolutely nothing to do with, say, anything to do with 
refugees or asylum seekers or anything like that or un- undocumented people coming into Ireland. This was just pure and utter opportunism uh, to go in and cause mayhem and to plunder. Uh, but I mention, I mention actually buses and I mention uh, the likes of the Lewis and what have you. You know, an awful lot of people who were trapped on buses, trapped on the Lewis. And we saw the videos of them yesterday, notwithstanding all of the people trapped in shops and pubs and restaurants and inside in hotel lobbies. Uh, Dermot O'Leary Corkman himself is the NBRU General Secretary. Dermot, what a day yesterday. Um, was there, a, was there a, an alert put out to your members at any stage yesterday, I wonder? Well, look, I, I could use the word unprecedented, I suppose, Neil, but look, obviously, because as I've been doing uh, last night and through the morning, I look sympathies, obviously, with the victims of that appalling attack. Uh, outside that question, that's a hope that they will recover uh, with, with those serious injuries. But that said, look, I suppose that the situation last night had re- did reach uh, unprecedented levels. Uh, whilst we have protocols in place, uh, you know, for what we know cause standard antisocial behaviour in certain pockets in Dublin and indeed other areas in the country uh, we had no protocol for this so look the company in the case of Dublin Bus in particular were trying their best to manage the situation uh, it was a very fast moving situation but look I certainly took a decision myself at 8 o'clock last night that the buses uh, that and all members were driving and their college should, should you know withdraw back into the nearest depot or back to their own depot uh, we had to make that decision obviously in, in terms of health and safety of the people that were driving those buses so look I mean, there was a lot of damage done, as you said. Uh, you referenced it there. A lot of people that were out uh, last night uh, intent on uh, creating havoc. Uh, a lot of those people, no matter what radio station I'm on this morning, uh, yours on a national station won't hear me because they don't, they don't, they don't get up in the mornings. No, they don't. Night dwellers, they're night dwellers. No, no. They're night dwellers yeah. You know, so uh, you know, the, uh, unfortunately, we have a, a section of society you now that are intent on creating damage. And again, look. I suppose apart from the damage and there was quite a lot of damage to public transport infrastructure as you mentioned there was at least three buses burned out uh, vandalising of other buses um, Lewis lines physically torn down uh, you know from their stanchions in O'Connell Street as I understand it um, again people uh, look there was no connection between the, that appalling attack and I just mentioned that you mentioned and what they were at uh, and again, I suppose there is a responsibility need on all of us in, in society, particularly people that have a voice, like myself, yourself, and others, and, and politicians, community leaders, trade unionists, uh, to, to step up and say, look, these people don't have any part to play in a, in a functioning democracy. And you know, people, political parties and, and politicians put themselves forward for election in a democratic society, and whether you like them or load them, uh, that's what that's our system. Thankfully, we have that system. Uh, the people that were out last night uh, don't want that system. The people that are feeding them certainly. Uh, want anarchy and I've been thinking talking about the right wing uh, fringes uh, people say to me we don't have any right wing parties in this country uh, if we allow things like last day to go unchecked and unpunished it won't be long before they'll arrive on the scene uh, certainly uh, what really irks me I suppose apart from the, the, the last two minutes is that we have I think the last time we checked 85 plus different nationalities working in Dublin bus uh, and across, across, across the border uh, public transport family uh, those people lots of them were out last night trying to drive buses in particular and other foreign transport and they were terrified and again anyone that knows that about Dublin you can just imagine a lot of this well certainly some of the, the garages in Dublin are city based you take Rings Inn garage in, in, in the south side where you know getting a bus back to that garage off route in other words people drivers were advised trying to get, make your way back to the garage in, in the most expedient manner and avoid certain areas lots of lower bridges around that area people were confused so look I, again it was mayhem up here last night it really was uh, shocking to witness are you saying that, are you saying that a driver 
who wasn't born in Ireland actually was attacked or something? Is that what you're alluding? No, no, sorry. There was one incident last night, again. It's, it's been shared on social media. I understand there were a bus on O'Connor Bridge. Uh, there was a driver physically removed uh, from that bus. Uh, and uh, thankfully, and the social media video was well, supposed to attest to it. Thankfully, someone with a bit of sense said, Leave the driver alone. But he was physically pulled from the bus. That bus was one of the ones that was setting fire on him. Uh, there was also an incident of one guard I saw a video of who got separated from his comrades and got very, very badly beaten uh, by a marauding mob as yeah. well when they got him on his own, almost like a pack mentality of hyenas. Yeah, look, the respect, the, look, you mentioned yourself in, the, in your opening remarks for this piece. I mean, the, the respect a lack of for, for, for authority is being well ventilated at this stage and there is no sanction up here, despite, you know, obviously the minister was out last night this morning, she was talking about sanctions and she had to let's hope that that can be delivered. But uh, my own personal experience walking in the streets of Dublin, my office is just right alongside of where that incident, uh, unfortunately, didn't happen yesterday. I'm on the other side of the square there. Uh, so I'm very, very familiar with the area and I'm very, very familiar with the people in that area. Again, it has been my experience going back 40 odd years I know people that came out of East Wall for example good, very good friends of mine to this day that would have met Hollis and Kerry back in the 70s very decent people and the vast majority of the other set of people in Dublin are decent people but unfortunately they've been infiltrated with a mob who as I said already come out at night a bit like Sorax if you like they come out at night but they don't come out during the day at all uh, and again uh, work to them is something that they laugh at and they laugh at the likes you and me to hold down jobs and pay our taxes uh, these people don't deal in that world. These people deal in a different world altogether. But all, all, what people really want to see is, is these people all rounded up and put in jail. You know, we 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 want people, you know, to pay for their for their crimes, and we want them proper sentencing as well. But it just doesn't seem to happen. It doesn't. But need, uh, need look like it. There's probably a ball of debate needed here, and, and look, people listening to, to, to me talking this morning will say, "Who do I think I am?" But certainly, a lot of the stuff that in society today is relatively normalised, and I particularly talk about the drug scene. Uh, we have as a society have normalised that. We have we, we have uh, kind of accepted that there is people using drugs um, as we go out at night and socialise ourselves. People in the workplace, and um, you, you can't walk the streets anywhere in this country unless you smell what they what I think they call skunk and all that. It's all normalised. So the, at the end of all that someone is profiting from that and at the end of all that people are out uh, engaging in the type of behaviour we saw last night trying to finance habits uh, that they developed because we as a society have normalised that type of stuff uh, again that's probably for a bigger debate but certainly there, there, you know there, there is uh, an element in society you now that are hell-bent uh, on, on undermining law and order and, and that, that opportunism is driven by social media because um, it goes out on that it's almost like a call out down the telegraph wires get into town round up the troops here's our chance we can have some fun, if you like. And it's very yeah, yeah. hard to fight against that social media power. Well, I heard one of the councils up here, the prominent council up here this morning, I'd ring a former lawyer here in Dublin talking about the responsibility, and not for the first time this was, of social media organisations who, who are in this country. They provide employment, yes, but they also avail of very healthy tax breaks, and they have a responsibility as well. But I will say this, Neil, and again, over the last 10 to 15 years, the last 10 in particular, to the recession and beyond uh, where we are now, a lot of the political discourse uh, has, you know, hasn't been very tasteful, I would suggest to you. And there was a time, regardless of whether you voted whatever party or politician you voted for, you you were you didn't allow respectful debate to take place. And again, another thing that I've noticed myself, particularly in the workplace and indeed socially, uh, there is this debate, and and, and it, it, it comes across as innocuous uh, about uh, immigration and all that. And again, look, it, while it's responsible, people can have debates around the merits of of, a, of, a, of an explosion in population, and which brings its own problems. Uh, there are a lot of people listening to those type of conversations that take a different view. 
and go off and engage in their own Oh, totally. Oh, totally. And sometimes under that very banner, they use the banner as an excuse to tool up and and go for it. But as you say, they are sewer rats and they've crawled back into the sewers now again this morning. Yeah. Yeah. We're all sad about it. Look, again, again, I I do trust, to be fair, I do trust that a lot of the people that were involved last night will see jail, but in some cases they'll be going back uh, almost to their second home, unfortunately. And that's the, the revolving door nature of our system. Uh, where people are given sentences sometimes you know, of months rather than the appropriate uh, length of time of years and, and make them pay for the crime. But that doesn't happen, unfortunately. And that's what people want to happen, pay for it. Thank you, Dermot. Dermot O'Leary, the NBRU General Secretary. Your thoughts are welcome. I see the text coming in. Text 0868104106. Back after the break. The Voice of Cork. Neil Prendeville. Weekdays 9 to midday. Cork's Red FM. A lot of texts already. Text 0868104106. And I will get a lot of calls on the air as well. I promise you that. But you know what? In, like normally, we would be doing very different things on a Friday and it was planned for the last week to chat in studio with Nanny Nelly. I was telling you earlier in the week that Nanny Nelly would be in and that Trevor Ryan, the director of the Jack and the Beanstalk Panto at the uh, Opera House would also be in. They are in and I welcome both of you. Good morning. Good morning. But Good morning. A, a very different morning this morning. My apologies. It would be very hard to juxtapose to Panto and without without addressing the children because the children is, is what you guys work to help and to, you know, put a smile Absolutely. and a laugh. In a f- and Frank, you're, you're living in Dublin. I'm living in Dublin. I come home every year for the Panto and it's just devastating. Poor, young, innocent lives, you know, just being attacked. Um, it just says life is simple, but uh, social media makes it so complicated. You know, and this uprising of this thuggery that's gone on. Friends of mine were in Dublin last night. What were they this, saying, your friends? They were oh, in the they, city, they were, were they? actually terrified. They were actually terrified last night. Uh, they were coming through O'Connell Street, gone on to Grafton Street and said that there was the presence of guards there at the moment was just unbelievable, feeling unsafe, you know. And it's like this mass of animal thuggery got together and it all encourages everybody else to it do does, that. It does, actually. You know? There's and power in the those numbers thing. of thuggery and it brings on more, mm. I don't know, adrenaline, gets it the does, hormones yeah. going and they, and they get worse and, and worse. And any excuse. But how know? do you find Dublin on a daily basis? Like, I have to say... I don't particularly like going up there anymore now. Mm, I like it because I'm used to it. I suppose where I am, where I live, but certainly I do feel safe. But at night, like anywhere, I suppose, in any big city, you have to be careful where you go and what you do. And um, It has become a sprawling sort of London in a sense. You know, it has the nightlife, it has everything. But I just feel that, like safety in any city, you just have to be careful. You know. Yeah, no, you're entitled to say that. I was talking about other cities, though. Trevor, I mean, you, you've travelled, you know, you, you've been to the Parises, the New Yorks, the, the Lisbons, the Berlins, um, and I have too, but I tell you what, I'd feel an awful lot safer in other cities than I would in Dublin. I do, Neil. I, I, I travel to London quite a lot, five, six times a year to see shows and so on, you know, so, you know, I'm out in the evening time. I feel incredibly safe. Um, I was in Dublin a number of months ago with some friends and we went to see um, Fun Home at the Gate. Um, and it, I, 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 didn't, I didn't feel safe. Mm. There's a lot of blatant drug use on the streets. You know, I, I, at 12 o'clock the following day when we were getting the Lewis back to the train station, there was a girl who was obviously very, very, who was high on drugs, um, who couldn't have been more than 26, 27, um, with a knuckle duster. You know, and I'm like, and, and it's it's so in your face. How did it it's, get this way? Yeah, yeah. 
Mm. Yeah. How did it get this way yeah. that we had to the scenes that we saw last night? But but again, these are children. This is yeah. a five-year-old mm. child um, who's got a serious stab wound to the chest and, yeah. and may or may not survive. Mm. It's it's it, you know it's it's beyond comprehension. I have a five-year-old daughter. I, mean, yeah. I can't even I can't even imagine that for a, for a moment what those parents are going through. You know, um, and for these thugs then to come out last night um, on the back of yeah. uh, a, a protest, which indeed it wasn't. It was just pure mm. thuggery. No, this was round up yeah. the mob yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was, of course, yeah. and guards who are fathers themselves and yeah. husbands. And there, I, one guard's bike was thrown into the river. But you know, you, when, you look at it from the, when you look at it from the perspective of the Gardaí, imagine there must be members of the force asking questions like, where were our tasers yesterday? Where were the water cannons yesterday? Mm. It's probably mm. too far a stretch to say where were the rubber bullets yesterday. I get that. But mm. certainly the water cannons and the tasers and the batons and to wade into them. You guys may not even want to respond to that, but that's how I feel. You know, mm. that's what mm. they, mm. That's, that's all these people deserve. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And to stop them. Um, because en masse this is what's going to happen and has society has changed so much yeah. you know that this is what's there and we need to be prepared for this now yeah, you yeah. know what I mean yeah. and it's just the people getting on the back of this which is pathetic I mean I can't say how horrible I feel this morning because we deal with children every day Trevor. that's why you I know? wanted to bring and this I up mean, with you yeah. that you do and, and, and these all are you want to give them is joy and watch them laugh and love what they do you know and protect their innocence protect their innocence yeah. you know but somebody to take that away okay so that and, and we don't know of this individual who this this no. guy who's the suspected attacker was suggested that he has mental health issues I think that that's a given really to do something like that in the first place but just just looking at the children uh, who witnessed it or came upon it or those that are injured they're going to need an awful lot of help now in life, aren't they? They're going to need counselling. Their parents are. They're going to be very, very traumatised. Absolutely. The other children coming out yes. besides the ones that were hurt. And watching that. Can you imagine as a child, what you do as a child, you soak up like a sponge, Trevor. You know, yeah. your, your daughter would do exactly the same. You know, the terrifying look that can they go to a safe place? where school is a joy and Absolutely. it's education and yeah. it's bringing that, you know, and suddenly now there's somebody with a knife with blood and it's horrendous, it's horrific stuff we're talking about, you know. And how would you explain it to a child? You know, like, do, you, do, you, God, do, you, do you hide them from know. it or do you say there is... There are bold people. I don't think you can. You've got to try and come down to their level in some way and and try and rationalise it. And Mm. I mean, it's very hard for us as adults to rationalise what has happened yesterday. I mean, I don't know how a child of five years is going to compute that. Mm. You know, that's going to stay with them forever. I don't know. I, I just, I just don't get it. It's, it's just, it's just completely out of control. But yet you, but yet you guys will have in the opera house between now and the back end of of January, thousands and thousands of children, nonetheless. We will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we want to just give them joy and give them the laughter that they want. And Nanny will bring a lot of fun to them as well, mm. as well as the great cast. But that's where the safe places and let them come with their grandparents and their parents and. You is know. there anywhere safe anymore? But I know what you're saying. I know mm, what you're saying. Mm, yeah. This is it, you see. Yeah. That's another thing. Yeah. We try not to dwell on those sort of things, really, and just keep them safe as we can, you know. But society has to learn from this that they can't get on the back of something that has nothing to do, you know. Yeah. But yet the escapism of pantomime, yeah. it needs to happen, and, yeah. and it will happen, and we're good to go for... But when's, when's opening the day? Magic, the magic. The magic house. <laughs> Wednesday? Yeah. Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, yeah. For a couple of days and then we officially open on Saturday.
Mm-hmm. Um, Jack and Jill, Patsy the Cow, Rancid, mm-hmm. the magical golden harp, enchanted golden egg that lays the golden, or the goose mm-hmm. that lays the golden egg. These yep. lovely traditional things that kids can wrap their arms around and just love. Absolutely. And we haven't done it for 14 years, so we haven't. The no. last time I did was with Trevor, actually. Believe it or not, he was on his knees. I uh, was, yes, yeah. Well, that was my character. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say he was in short pants. <laughs> we, we we need panto. We really do. We do. And probably more than ever after the events of yesterday. Um, matinees, night times, weekends. Are you still in rehearsals, or where are you at with that? We're in techno, so yeah. what does that mean? Kind of, that's the laborious part where we um, <laughs> where we light it um, and put in the special effects and move the scenery and add the costumes for the first time, add the music. All the elements come together now this week. That's right. Um, so it's 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 ten twelve hour days, you know, yeah. and um, it's very exciting. It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It really is. It's it's more. It's it's quite child like friendly this year, and it's also got great um, tactile stuff going on. So we're, there's an, a lot of participation with the audience. In what way? In, you know, us running through the audiences, Certain things will You're be not getting any younger enough for that old carry on. I hear. I, your man says to me the other day, oh, we'll do a skipping rope scene here. I said, sorry? I think my two hips went destroyed because I went slap down on my feet and I thought, I'm in high heels during this. I have this. no idea how you do it do year you know in, I mean? year out. Are you, I mean, you must be doing some serious... Uh, oh, I am. I have to go to the gym. gym like, yeah. My friend looks fabulous now because he's lost loads of weight this year. <laughs> Thanks for putting that on the on the airwaves. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, you have to Neil because otherwise you don't have that energy because it takes two shows a day at that speed and that you know, going, going, going. Um, but I love it. I absolutely love. It. And because this is very. Um, it's almost silly in a sense this magical panto yeah, isn't it yeah. there's a lot more for kids this year and I think they will hopefully and we've got a brilliant Alison McCormick is playing the cow who's wonderful she's stand up which end of the cow uh, the front part <laughs> thank god she's sick yes <laughs> and she's wonderful and uh, Colm uh, Quinn Quinn is playing the Jack and Megan Pot- Pot- Pottinger is playing Jill. How many How many children have you worked with now over the years? Oh, I'd God, I don't... Thousands. I, thousands. And then, do you know what I'm, I'm laughing at, Trevor? Like, they're down in the front of the audience. And now they're coming in their 20s with their girlfriends and yeah. stuff. And I'm going, I'm not that fucking old, am I? <laughs> do you know what I mean? They're coming back. This. Do you remember me? <laughs> no. Like, you were four or five. And then now they're sitting going, hiya. And I'm going, hello. Yeah, pretending. No yeah, idea yeah, who yeah, you yeah. are. Yeah. You know, I got a request, actually, a bunch oh, of weeks right. ago from a guy who's getting married. Um, and <laughs> mom sent in a request going, he, he, you'd never get him to send a, an old voicemail to me, would you? Nanny Nelly. You know, because he's getting married and I want to give that to him as a surprise. We go every year. Um <laughs> So, yeah, it's great. Let me have a listen to a bit of it. I see here, th- I think this is a, just a clip, Jack and the Beanstalk. This is, this is promo one, is it? This is the first one to go, I think. Have a listen. Now, Spitznot, Nanny's cottage is just up ahead. Yes, Lord Rancid. <gasps> Will Jill be there? I think she has the hots for me. I'm as single as a Pringle, and I am ready to mingle. <laughs> listen up, Birdbrain. If you want to get yourself a girlfriend, then you must pay them a compliment. How about that beautiful lady in the fourth row? The really, really tall one, looking a bit sad. No, you fool, that's Ryan Tubbity. Now go and find yourself a gorgeous woman. Gorgeous woman. Gorgeous woman. Find a gorgeous... <gasps> Sire, look at that lady. Did you find one? Yes, the lady there, with the woolly scarf around her face. 
That's not a scarf, that's a beard, you twit. Let's try something else. Um, imagine, imagine you're at a posh restaurant and you're leaning across the table and you say, Pass me the sugar. Sugar. <laughs> pass me the honey. Honey. Oh, <laughs> or even, pass me the golden... Delicious. <laughs> I like this game. All right, my turn, my turn, my turn. OK, you have a go. Say something like, um, pass me the coffee. Mate. <clears throat> pass me the tea, your bag. <laughs> pass me the jelly, baby. Pass me the bacon, your sausage. Pass me the chicken, your foxy chick. Pass me the beef, your mad cow. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be a little bit crazy, don't you? <laughs> yeah. It's in both our heads, you must remember that. <laughs> okay, so both of you write it, of course. I yeah, get that. Yeah, that yeah, must yeah, be an yeah, awful yeah, lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm estimating that there's something like 60,000 will pass through uh, the doors of the Opera House between now and the 21st of January. That's incredible, isn't it? It is, yeah. It is. We've kind of, this is our 10th year together. Yeah. Happy anniversary, yeah. guys. Happy Thanks. anniversary. I know yeah, next yeah. week is a big giveaway week. I'll be giving away family passes for um, Jack and the Beanstalk at the Opera House. But tickets are on sale at uh, box office at corkoperahouse.ie or you walk in and buy tickets. There's even relaxed panto. What's that on December 13th? So that's where we turn down the sound and we make it all uh, more child friendly. For, oh, lovely. For those children who, you know, may have um, spectrum needs. issues. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, we tried it last year for the first time and it was wonderful. Fantastic mm. success. Um, it was. To see the joy and the delight on those kids' faces was just pure magic. And you know so. something, after the events of yesterday and yeah. what we're living through at the moment, we never needed that kind mm. of diversion as much as we exactly. need it now. Yeah, yeah. So well done, guys. Come and enjoy to see the magic. Oh, absolutely. It's great to see you. Thanks for popping thank in. And so thank you for addressing you. it. It's, it's, yeah. It was lovely to have your contribution this morning. I do appreciate it. Uh, Nanny Nelly, as in Frank Mackey and Trevor Ryan. We were talking earlier in the week, brother, and I said you'd solve it. I get fierce grief for saying Santi. People keep telling me it's Santa. Could you make a call on this? What is correct, oh, Nanny sweet. Nelly? Um, well, when Nanny was younger, I suppose she'd say, Santi's coming down to no, Germany. Don't you have to say any more. So <laughs> yeah. Nanny Nelly is saying that it actually is Santi. And could we please stick to Santi? Would you agree, Trev? Absolutely. Oh, of course, course, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. We have the room, ladies and gentlemen. We have a family pass to give away right now. Not quite sure of the night of the performance. Thanks for popping in, guys. Good luck with, you, uh, with rehearsals. Uh, and break a leg. Don't break an arm. <laughs> Break a leg. So we have a family pass to give away for Jack and the Beanstalk at the Opera House. Get dialing now. We'll take caller 9 on 0818 104 106. You will love it. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818 104 106. Cork's Red FM. It is true to say that we certainly do need pantomime more than ever when you think of the events yesterday that happened with those more poor small little children. Well done to Lisa Sheehan and her family up on the north side, up in Gronabraha, wins a family pass for Jack and the Beanstalk. Don't worry about it next week. I'm not saying there'll be one for everybody in the audience, but we have more family passes to give away next week. We'll return to our topic of conversation this morning after 10. Your thoughts are welcome. Uh, perhaps if you have any solutions you think where we should be going with our society, certainly seems to be in the wrong direction. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. Now, the Neil Prenderville 
Show, Red FM. And we don't have free food Friday today, lads. Okay, so my apologies for that. Uh, I see text coming in for it. It's parked for today, but we do have a €2,000 prize to be won a little later on this morning, uh, courtesy of ourselves in Celtic Interiors at St. Patrick's Woolen Mills in Dublin. They're celebrating their 30th anniversary and they have an open day at their showrooms uh, today uh, and your opportunity to go along and uh, be part of it all day long today. More on that throughout the course of the morning. But uh, I will come to text, I promised you, and I can tell you there are a lot of them from the carry-on in Dublin uh, yesterday, certainly with regards to, I see a lot regarding the stabbing of children, and then the reaction and those uh, that took to the streets and engaged in thuggery, lawlessness, vandalism, criminality. Um, You know, imagine if we, you know, if there are people before the courts this morning, 34 arrested, 32 appearing before the courts this morning. Let let these be speedy, um, and let people have their defence for sure. And let's have a court case and let's have a defence. And if found guilty, if found guilty, let's see who they are. Let's see their faces. Let's have a look at the individuals that behaved like they did yesterday and have a look at them to see, um, you know, there could be anybody's son, perhaps daughter. There could be anybody's brother, perhaps sister. Let's have a look at them. Um, And I think when you talk about having a look at things, wouldn't it make a huge difference? I don't think anybody, me included, seriously, if you weren't a lawbreaker, would have any problem whatsoever with facial recognition, CCTV. Uh, I know that, you know, civil liberties go on about these things, but in, in situations like yesterday, wouldn't facial recognition and CCTV everywhere mean that they could just mop up a lot of these individuals, um, these scopes, very, very quickly um, and jail them? This, that's just what people want. But anyway, your thoughts. Text 0868104106. Susan is standing by, but first up, Mags Horn. Mags, good morning, Mags Horgan. Um, how are you? Morning, I'm you're, okay. you're, not great. You're like, not great. You no. Know? Would you be, would you be able to talk us through what you witnessed yesterday uh, as you were walking? Were you you were up in Dublin at a was it at a concert or a gig or something? Yeah, I was up at Anne Marie's gig in the Tree Arena. Okay, okay. And you see, we had to actually like I'm not long retired, um, and my son said because I love Anne Marie, he treat me to yesterday to the, the, the concert but we had arranged to get the West Cork Connect concert bus up and down but unfortunately he had a presentation in college so we couldn't make the two o'clock bus to go up Okay. so we said we get the train up Yeah. so when we're going up on the train my son Liam he noticed that this gathering was being arranged for protests. For so he was seeing this on social, was he, on his phone? Yeah, yeah, when we were going up the train. So when we got up to Houston, he said, Mum, will we get a taxi all together? And I said, not at all, boy. I said, she said, look, we'll hop on the Lewis here. We'll go all the way to the tree arena. We won't see, none of the protests will be safe out. But we got on the Lewis and they said, due to what had been happening in the city, in O'Connell Street, they were only going to Smithfield, which was two stops. And they were going no further. So you were to get off there then and walk? To the tree arena, yeah. Okay. So what did you, what were you walking against? What did you come across? We weren't far from O'Connell Street and all we came across was, and there were tugs, I'm not calling them anything else. They had no, they had nothing in their mind about what had happened earlier in the day. I'm sorry, Neil. If you have nothing to apologise. I agree with you, incidentally. That's what I saw. And they had boxes, like not one box, they had four or five boxes of Nikes, 
shoes in their hands. One person passed us with about a two-foot cardboard box full of them. And then across the... And they were all dressed in black with masks over the faces. And they were laughing and joking. And as we got near to O'Connell Street, we actually saw a woman with about four kids and one in a buggy. And she shouted, Get up there and get your shoes. You'll get them all for free. The windows are smashed. Get in there. So we got to O'Connell Street and it was just... There was thousands there. And we looked to the right and the bus was on fire. So Liam went to take his phone out to take photos. I said, Liam, would you come on, boy? I said, let's get, keep walking, get out of here. But he did get a few photos. So we were just past Wynn's Hotel because I said, I followed the Lewis track down because I'm not sh- fully good with my surroundings in Dublin. But yeah, I said, if yeah. I keep following the, the Lewis track, I know I get to the tree arena. So we were just past Wynn's Hotel. And all we heard was, get off the road, get off the road quick. And I suppose the most stupid thing we did was look behind us. But there was this thousands, mob of young fellas dressed in black with their masks on, wielding batons and stuff in their hands and going along smashing windows. So I said, come on, Liam, let's move fast. Now, I'm not a great, I'm not great because of I've an illness like but we got in off a side street and clung to the wall and he said, Ma'am, what if they turn around to here? I said, Liam, if they do, I said, we just have to hope and pray they carry on straight and don't come round here. Do you know? And like he's twenty four and I haven't held his hand since he was about seven. But by God if I clung on to him last night, I actually thought we were gonna be brought home in hearses. You were hiding from them. You were hiding, yeah. trying to stay safe. Yeah, you and your yeah. son. But I said, if they rounded the corner, and I said we'd be dead, we'd be found dead, we'd be coming home in a hearse last night. Do you know. <sighs> so anyway, they carried on straight. So we said we'd head for the keys then. So we did, and Liberty Hall Theatre had a big notes up. Their gig had been cancelled. But anyway, we got to the tree arena and she looked and Marie was brilliant. But, you know, it took the goodness out of it. And thanks be to God, the bus had made it up and we found it after us when we got home safe. Because when we came out from the the gig, I said to Liam, I said, for fear that the bus has cancelled and not come up because of this, I'd better ring hotels and see, can we get yeah. somewhere to stay? Yeah. But any of the hotels we rang said, look, we're sorry, we can't help it. We're in lockdown. We're not opening the doors to anyone. No, then they were actually. Uh, do- hotels had locked their doors. Yeah. There was people I mean, inside behind in foyers and up in their rooms looking out. The ho- Restaurants had locked their doors. Pubs had locked their doors. Absolutely they had. Yeah, because coming up to O'Connell Street, like all the pubs we saw coming up there had like barriers around them but they were trying to smash down the barriers and get in it was just pure tuggery and the light the, the, like the looting that went on they they weren't there to protest what had happened early in the day I swear they hadn't they weren't Liam or yeah, Neil yeah. and you, you see some of them then waving tricolours and Irish lives oh, matter was, yeah. as they loot shops and 
head off with their Nikes and their sports honest, gear. Neil, we came up to O'Connor Street and we saw a couple of them with the tricolour and I just said in my own mind, I'm embarrassed to say I'm Irish. It's disgraceful. I'm embarrassed of our country. This is what's going to be put out on the news. And it was. Right. It made international the, the, news. It most definitely like, did. I haven't seen any of the, the coverage or anything yet. But, I mean... But your um, son, like, Liam was watching this as you were going up on the train, unfold on social media. Was he yeah. saying to you that he was observing people saying, let's get into Dublin, let's get in there, it's going yeah. to be fun, it's going to be great? Yeah, yeah. that's what he yeah. saw. And I said, Shalim, that probably people only just look at their protests and what happened. I agree with it. But it wasn't protests what that happened earlier in the day. It okay. wasn't me. And I know you said most of them were all masked up, so you didn't get an idea as to their age because some of them were on they were, b- push uh, bikes, some by, were on electric scooters. Yeah. Uh, they look quite young. By looking at them, they were late teens, early 20s. 78% of them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, they weren't like, I saw nobody like 65 like myself. So, and did you come across a guard of presence trying to stand up against them? So one guard and he just had to run for his life the way he was being hit and beaten. And like, we could do nothing for him because we were in fear of our own lives. You know, and as we were walking past Wynn's Hotel as well, all we could hear was explosions and everything behind us. It was like, it was like a war zone. So the explosions like then said, would be the guard of vehicles being set on fire, the buses, yeah. the, 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 the like Lewis. When we got to just onto the quays, there was a massive explosion and we looked and it was the bus exploding. Like, that was in pure flames when we got to O'Connell Street. And that was horrific to look at. I can't imagine how you dealt with the horror trying to get through all of that, you know, and what should have been a lovely evening at a gig. Well, you know, it's affecting me now. I said in my own mind, retirement, how are you? I'd be better off working, I'd be safer. No, but it'll take, you know, you'll have that memory for a long, long time. Ireland in 2023. We got home for three. Now, Liam went away off to bed. And he was saying he wasn't going to go into college today. And I said, you know what, boy, you'll be better off going in because you'll have the girls and that, the the gang to talk to and, you know, it'll be good for you. But at six o'clock, I was still sat up. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. I know, I know. You poor thing. And I dozed. And then Kevin, with his phone call, woke me. But, I mean, I was awake anyway. I know, but I do appreciate you coming on. I said, I I witnessed describing what you went through, really and truly. Thank you so much. You know, I... I, even though I'm explaining it, it doesn't tell it how it was. I mean, I honestly, I honestly, I honestly thought we were going to be killed. You know, I was, you know, I was fearful for our lives. Yes, I know. You know? I, know. I know. Well, you know, when you have a raging mob like that, God only knows what could happen, and they certainly were um, out of control. And that's an understatement. All but right. thankfully, you're home and you're safe. That's all that matters. Yes. Yeah. You know, thanks be to God. All right, thanks, and I actually bought Christmas presents from my husband and my son for the Katie Taylor fight tomorrow. I don't know whether they'll go up or not. I'm hoping they won't. I don't. I think they'll probably be all right. There's a big clean-up going on in Dublin at the moment after the events of yesterday, but I, I imagine that... Well, Neil, I'll be honest, I don't think what was seen last night is the end of it. 
You I'll could be, be right. You could be right. I, I hope I'm wrong. You could be right. There is another night to come. Who knows? Who knows, Max? I mean, there's, Who knows? there's no Lewis's running this morning again. Many businesses have remained closed, obviously. Imagine the poor people going into businesses who got trashed and looted last night, facing into oh, that. Yeah, with the run I up mean, to that's what I said to Liam coming home last night. I said, God loved them, their businesses. And I said, sure, even if their alarm went off, what were they going to do? They weren't going to sit into the car and get into Dublin to no, be faced no. with then. It was, in, it was insane watching them going into Arnott's the way they did, tearing down uh, the metal barriers in front of the entrances and yeah. just just literally swarming I mean, like ants a, around the building. Was a, I think it's Locker. Was foot on Locker, yeah. The, the yeah. street we were going down, Foot Locker, yeah. and that's what they were smashing the window and coming out with boxes. Oh, sure, yeah, they and need they, to get the best it of wasn't gear. one yeah. box. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it they have to get six, the best seven. of foot gear. Yeah, they have to have their new Nikes, but they won't pay for them, you no. see. They won't work for them. They won't get up in the morning and pay tax for them. They'll yeah, rob that's them. That's it, you see. Because we were talking to someone at the... the the gig then trying to kind of telling them what we'd gone through and in fact they were, they were, I say they were probably in their forces and the the guy he was trying to make lives and he said well look we can all be safe between 10 and 12 in the morning because they'll be all signing on yeah oh absolutely oh yeah they wouldn't be getting up to do a day's work thanks Mags look after yourself no, thank you so much thanks thank you for your time I doctor. actually believe that the fact actually Kevin's right the fact that uh, it was those sports shops that were targeted tell you all you need to know about the type of individual that was looting and that was supposedly in there yesterday under the false pretense about um, you know Ireland's borders and uncontrolled immigration and they're robbing footlocker and they're robbing Nike shoes tells you all you need to know doesn't it anyway back to the phone lines we go Susan good morning um, can you hear me okay Susan okay nothing happening on line 2 there guys so I'll come back to it in a few minutes time and I'll switch instead to uh, line 3 morning to you Mary hi Neil how are you keeping oh, I'm good thanks um, your thoughts on the events of yesterday morning. pardon me my thoughts I said on such a horrible day to wake up to yeah, um, um, yeah. I, I mean, our, our, our thoughts clearly now, because we're talking obviously about the events of yesterday, but we can't yeah. forget either three children being stabbed, two five-year-olds and a six-year-old and their carer, you know? Absolutely horrendous, horrendous. I'm just actually coming from dropping um, kids with special needs to school now myself, so I'm just stopped off here now to have okay. a coffee. And okay. I was listening to you speaking to um, the guys from the Panto, and they were saying how they feel so much safer in other European countries, but in Dublin they don't. I can tell you why, and I've been shouting this for years. I, I travel a lot around Europe and that. I spoke to you before, actually. I was in Poznan. I'm actually going, heading back over there next weekend. And in places like Poznan, Bratislava, and anywhere else, Spain, France, and the other European countries, you have two um, police forces. So you have one who will de- proud that will deal with murder, homicide, etc., and bring you into court and all the rest of it. Then you have the civil guardian. And they're the guys that you don't want to mess with. And that's what they need in this country. It is what they, they need, need in this country. Guardian. Yeah, it is. Full stop. It is what you need because yeah. these are the guys who won't bullshit with the paperwork and drag you into court and wait months and months to give you a, a tap on the wrist and send you on your merry way to do the very same thing again. What these guys will do is, and I've encountered them, <laughs> I'm not a thug now or anything, myself and a friend of mine were actually in Poznan there last year and I said, Anne-Marie, I know a shortcut. Let's just cut, cut across this scrub greenland here and it'll save us 50 yards and we'll just get over to where we need to get the, the, the metro or whatever, you know. Next thing out of nowhere, woo, woo, this paddy wagon pulls up in front of us. Two burly cops come out of this and they gave us some mouthful and we absolutely nearly died. 
and we were like, uh, uh, we're just tourists, we're, we don't know, we don't speak your language, whatever, and at least one of them kind of calmed down, but the other one was really giving us the right yeah, yeah. And you cannot walk on here, you cannot, you must walk on footpath and you, and cross at the Zebra Crossing and all the rest of it. The other one had the book pulled out and we were going getting fined and all the rest of it, but it absolutely, it's just their whole demeanour and their body language would frighten the life out of you. And I can tell you one thing, you wouldn't do it again, and I would never do it again. And this is what you need. I, I know of another friend of mine who lives in Spain and said her, uh, one of her friends was standing outside the bar one day talking to this other guy. And literally, when he finished his cigarette, he just flicked it out on the road. Out and over came the civil guard. Your man was, was nabbed by the shoulder, no questions asked, into the back of a paddy wagon, and he wasn't seen for about three hours. And he came out of there and he said, that's one thing I'll never do again. That's the kind of police force. I'm just, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering, though. I'm just wondering whether that's the other extreme now, though. To be fair, you know, it is the other extreme. But you know what? We need something where even that there a police force, a second police force, where the body language is kind of don't do that. You won't mess with us. Don't do that for your own good. You know, you need something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, they need to be given proper powers. They need to be given proper equipment. They need to be given proper headgear. They need to be given tasers. They need to be given everything they need. They need to be given batons. They should be able to wade in for these characters. They need to be given like with like, round them up. Don't be gentle. Yeah. Get it done. Yeah. Jail them for a long, long time. Take them off the streets. Cut their dole, incidentally. Cut their dole, Absolutely. stop their social yeah. welfare payments, make it harder and harder for them to survive under the way yeah. they want to live their lives. Because we won't tolerate it anymore and we shouldn't have to no. tolerate it anymore. Well, in order to not tolerate it anymore, something has to be put in place and something like yeah. civil guardy have, have, needs have to enough be police, Have enough guardy on our streets. Have thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands more recruited so they can go about their jobs rather than... But even uh, something, something like... Allowing the lunatics take the place say in all those other European countries there is police and then there is civil guard there is you have uh, police locale and you have gendarme you have carbonari you have Polizia Municipale you wouldn't mess with them I've seen them in Italy and anyone the tourists going to those countries no they're the crowd you don't mess with well you wouldn't have thugs in Dublin taunt you wouldn't have thugs in Dublin taunting them running the gauntlet again you just wouldn't exactly yeah water cannon the whole lot of them thanks Mary I think I have Susan now good morning Susan can you hear me okay Oh, that's a peculiar line. I'm told she's there, but she's, I'll take an ad break. But calls after the way. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818-104-106. Red FM. There's a big clean-up operation going on in Dublin at the moment. I see all of these big trucks going in there now. It's heavy lifters trying to lift up loads and loads of metal, burnt-out metal and charred remains of uh, Garda cars and buses and, uh, and Lewis trams, all metal, all twisted and burnt to a cinder and what have you, all twisted. And back to the phone lines we go. I've got Susan on WhatsApp now. She is in Dublin from Blarney, but living in Dublin. Susan, good morning. Were you good morning. Uh, were you at one stage uh, thinking and hoping that there might be a peaceful vigil after the stabbing of the children and wanted to be part of that, is it? That's exactly it. I was on my way in, um, in the car. I had candle and everything with me. Like I thought there'd be a peaceful protest or, you know, the, the candlelight vigils that they were holding, that they'd hold for victims and things like that. So I wanted to show my support to the family and the victims. So I was on my way in and I was watching Twitter on the way in. And I just saw what was happening. So I turned the car around. I had two young kids. Like, so I turned the car around and I came home. And were they with you going to the, the, the vigil? You no, hoped? no bring them into town that late at night. No, no, they were at home with their father. But um, I just wanted to say, I think that the riots terrible, absolutely don't condone what went on last night. But I think they're a complete distraction from the real issue. And the real issue was what happened at two o'clock yesterday inside Dublin city centre. The stabbing of three children, their carer, 
Um, um, one five-year-old girl, as they say, fighting for her life with a serious stab wound to the chest. A five-year-old boy who I believe was subsequently left home. Another six-year-old girl who was still in hospital. A carer in, who was in hospital. And uh, a man, the suspected attacker, in another hospital himself also uh, injured. Yeah. There was also fabulous um, examples of heroes who tackled the knife man, took him down and took the knife from him and prevented further injury and possible death. That's right, an absolute hero, that Brazilian man, an absolute hero. And yeah, not just him, there were also some Dublin women who were at the Stardust Tribunal right. at the time. They also intervened. Um, so yeah. it, it, was, it was members of the public who actually... Um, prevented this from being an awful lot worse than it actually was. Yeah, absolute heroes and thank you so much to them today from, um, for uh, preventing other children or other people getting maimed in the same way. But um, I really feel that the riots are a distraction. I don't control them in any way. I think hooligans took complete advantage of the situation last night and the temper and the anger that was around Dublin. You could feel the temper. I'm out in Rathfarnham. I was collecting my children at two o'clock from school when it had just happened and people were so upset and so angry and so mad and what this government has let allowed to happen in this country. And everyone up here is so angry at the moment. Um, my neighbours are like lunatics up here at the moment. Everyone was talking about it at the school gates this morning. Everyone is talking about the same thing. And I feel that the politicians and the media are trying to play the racist card here. Ireland has always welcomed immigrants into Ireland, but I feel that the majority of Irish people object to the undocumented and unvetted... Yeah, but what has any of that got to do with the... Uh, what has any of that to do with the thuggery and the lawlessness and the criminality of last absolutely night? It's nothing to do with it. Absolutely nothing. No, you're dead right. Absolutely nothing. It was hijacked last night, what happened last night. Absolutely hijacked by gurriers and hooligans. You're dead right. I completely agree. Yeah, it probably would be fair to say that the, I'm quite sure there were people from other countries as well. Don't get me wrong; they were looting and acting the maggot. And I know but, I have a little girl staying with me, a 15 year old. Um, she's French. She's staying with me at the moment, and she was stranded inside in Dame Street last night. And she told me there were a lot more nationalities than Irish rioting and looting inside in town last night. Oh, undoubtedly, because Irish. we live in a cosmopolitan society now. We have young people from all over the world, or their parents came here and they had children here. I, I get all of that, but but. but we're, they're all citizens of this country now, misbehaving and allowed to, and getting younger as well, and, 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 and also seeing that there's never any fear in them. They know that, by and large, that just wear a balaclava, just cover your face, go in and loot, nothing will happen. And even if you're caught, I think, I think nothing will happen. I think the key there is in what you just said, and they're all citizens of this country now. I think that's, that's the key, that's the problem. They are all citizens of this country now, and they're all getting the vote now. Ireland and the Irish government are encouraging migrants and refugees to vote in the, the local elections and vote in the national elections that are coming up. And some of them aren't even citizens of this country. This country is falling apart in front of our eyes. It's absolutely ludicrous what is happening in this country at the moment. And all the media, the mainstream media and the politicians, all they want to do is talk about the far right and talk about the racist card. That's not the problem in this country at the moment. The problem in the country at the moment is that there are no uh, border security checks happening. There's no border security checks. They're inviting them in. These men are destroying their documentation. They're destroying their we, passports. We know, we know all of that and people are fed up and sick of yeah. that. I, I understand so all of that and, and, and I think maybe politicians are starting to feel the temperature now of people. In the, in well, the, you, 
in the UK they have this issue as well in France they have this issue in Germany this is not anything exclusively Irish but what happened yesterday is completely separated from all of that it was lawlessness on a different level where an opportunity to go in to take on the guards to burn and to loot and to act in a criminal vandal type manner and um, this was just this is our of our own making this is nothing to do with passports being torn up on planes there's nothing to I, do I with just, borders I have to say I have to say I disagree with no, that I mean, it's nothing a, to do with the passport being torn up I think everyone is so angry now people did take advantage last night I completely agree lawlessness and hooligans is not acceptable it's not acceptable under any circumstances I was going in last night to attend a peaceful vigil or a peaceful protest I did want to protest I did want to be seen to protest and I did want to stand up for those children and that care worker who were savagely attacked yesterday by another foreign man but you another see but you man. say that I mean this was a man who did come many years ago from Algeria he was an Irish citizen I can't, I can't forgive his actions God knows how could you it was absolutely awful Need you mind they, if they, I retort to that please they, 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 they say couple. they say and who wouldn't they say that he has mental health issues I don't know anything about that I but that's what they say that it's the same with your man up in the airport he had mental health yeah. issues. It was a cry for help. They say that every time that they stab and they rape and they maim and they behead, they all have mental health issues. Yes, but so yesterday the thuggery was the vast majority of them were Irish. They were of us. They were out there using it under Buses the banner. Can be replaced, Buses can be replaced. Small children can't be replaced. I, I don't. I can't equate one with the other. I can't equate the stabbing of children yesterday and the tragedy of that with what I'm, happened later I'm not that day. What I'm saying to you is I don't one think they're the same. full attention this morning. It deserves our full attention. And do you mind if I just say one quick thing? I have a first cousin through marriage who is teaching English in Hong Kong with the last 15 years. Is she now a China woman? No, she's not. Just because he's lived in Ireland for 20 years and he got a piece of paper from this government that no one seems to want in power anymore. I don't see him as an Irish man. Okay. He's not an Irish man. He's Algerian. Okay, let me talk to Tim. Thank you, Susan. Text 0868 Tim, go ahead. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Your Listen, thoughts on the events of yesterday? I think that last caller said everything I needed to say, quite honest. I think, Neil, you're playing to the, the crowd here, which are... Uh, going on about the tuggery. Yeah, we all know it's tuggery. And as that lady said, buses can be replaced, but children can't. And lives can't. And people's lives are being but wait, destroyed. But hang on a second. Am so I missing something here? Am I, am I missing something here? That Some people are trying to suggest that there is a link between the stabbing of children and then people going into Dublin to loot shops, right? Under Under what? The banner of protecting Ireland? The banner of... You know, control our borders, let's loot shops, let's burn um, squad cars, let's burn trams, How do you know what these let's burn buses. Is? You're, you're, you're saying that all these people are out looting on behalf of uh, a political position. You know, I'm saying they weren't. Like, I can't understand how anybody would think that one goes with the other. I mean... You can, you can be acceptable of some far-right idea. That you're, you're the one talking about change, taking away uh, civil freedoms from society. Uh, you're talking about further control for the guard. For, for the guards have all the laws they need and require to handle the situation last night. They have no. all the laws that they require. No, they didn't. Okay? And even, the, G- and even the GRA are saying that they didn't. Last night, Neil, and there was riot police in a line. You could have driven a bus between them, Okay. That was not tactical 
was set up last night. Oh, the police allowed this to happen. They allowed it to happen for political gain. So people... Ah, like, come, come on, Tim. Come on, man. Ah, come on. Come yeah, on, calm down. The police did not allow this to happen for political gain. They makes did. makes they sense. They didn't allow this to happen. It's another failure by Drew Harris. It may you well have been a, it may well have been the reaction may well have been a slow reaction it may well have been a failure but, the, the, but there was nothing there was nothing we didn't come down the river in a bubble by we can see what's going on all right this is a setup how can you even so say let's that go back to the point let's go back to the fact how can you even that say I, that how can you even say how can I even say it because it's obvious to anybody with half a brain no, I mean, it's probably only obvious to somebody with half a brain. You'd need a full brain to understand that what happened yesterday was opportunistic looting, thuggery, vandalism, lawlessness. And opportun- Why would somebody who's protesting about the safety of our country... which people- these people were protesters? Because you're... you're, 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 you're yeah, they're, they're because, because they weren't. Those so, people do not represent a political point of view. They represent... God. Thank God. Anarchy. Yeah. For a okay. moment, I thought you said the that guards, they were connected. And the guards failed horribly yesterday. They allowed it to happen. They allowed these people to take over the streets. Okay. But that's the. How, how did they? The how point. did they allow that's them to the take field. over the streets? That's to distract. That's a tactic to distract. The system is distracting from the fact their policies have failed. They have. They are a failed bunch of criminals in the Doyle, and they need to resign immediately. Okay, all right. All right, thanks for that. Much obliged. Johnny, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thanks for taking my call. I can't stay too long because I'm actually going to a meeting shortly. But I get it. Go ahead then. Go ahead. Use your time. Uh, Thank you very much, Neil. Just want to make uh, a few points about yesterday. So, Neil, two massive incidents occurred yesterday. Riots and a stabbing. I want to focus on the stabbing, Neil. Um, One of your callers... Um, stabbings actually there were multiple stabbings yeah yes multiple stabbings Neil of like innocent little children but one of your callers mentioned that the riots were a distraction to the stabbings and she is 100% correction this is a distraction from the riots are a distraction from I believe what matters most which is the stabbing of little innocent children Mm. when I hear the words Toggery, scumbags, sore rats, and jail time, and a dark day for our country. I think of a grown man, and I use that in inverted commas because I don't even consider him a human, let alone a man, stabbing little children outside a school in broad daylight. Now, one of your callers uh, was talking about he doesn't feel safe in Dublin City at night. This happened in broad daylight. Yeah, it did. Uh, Thoughts and prayers are not enough okay if this happens again and Neil more than likely it will happen oh we've hit we've hit a new, we've hit a new level now for sure yesterday you know, a, new, yeah. a new level yeah. altogether Neil a new level thoughts and prayers won't save lives if this happens again Neil okay parents are beside their kids in hospital beds right now who are hurt and scared what happened to those kids is pure and utter evil. Mm. Evil exists, Neil. Okay, it isn't just in horror movies or in the Bible. Evil is a real thing. And the person, the thing that did that to those little children is the embodiment of evil. We need to acknowledge what happened to those kids. And we also need to ask ourselves, 
why it happened. Mm. And more importantly, we need to stop it from happening again. Also, like, I just want to point out, like, where were the Gardaí, right, on the streets of Dublin City when a, ma- a, a teting was walking around a school in broad daylight with, like, a large... I, do, I uh, don't know, like, and I'm, I'm quite sure that there are unanswered questions in that regard as to, you know, the, the response of the Gardaí and how fast it happened and how much they were monitoring uh, the events later in the day with regards to social media and the riots. All, all of that will be forensically examined, I say. I think it, it probably is fair to say. Somebody said, I think, that it was kind of possibly paramedics were there faster than Gardaí. I'm open to correction there. Um, but, you know, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, you know, how quickly also, they got there. Also, Neil, um, the Gardaí yesterday stated that this wasn't an act of terrorism. The definition of terrorism, actually, there are four types of terrorism. Criminal, psychic, as in psychological, war, and political. This was an act of criminal terrorism, as we don't know the full facts yet, but we do know this was criminal terrorism. Because the definition of terrorism is an unlawful use of violence and intimidation especially against civilians. Okay. And in yesterday's case like this thing, and I'm not going to refer to him as a man he's a thing, he's pure evil stabbing little children in broad daylight. So Neil that's all you wanted to say. Alright, thank you Tim. We go from one Tim to another. Tim, good morning. Hi, how's things? Uh, good. I've got about uh, about four minutes. What's on your mind? Million, how's things? This, and I was just uh, in relation to you saying how are these these um, things connected. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that we are a republic of Ireland. We we stand together in times of trouble. Yeah? Our government doesn't stand with us, as you see. They've let foreign nationals into our country, but I'm not even going to diss foreign nationals or anything like that. As one foreign national was involved in saving, uh, I believe. Yeah, a Brazilian guy, a Deliveroo cyclist, yeah. So so you asked a minute ago, how are these connected? I'm just reiterating that, that they're connected. Our government are letting in unvetted, undocumented nationalities. Some are documented, some are legal, some are illegal. But either way, the lack of government capabilities or cop-on or, you know, disruption, integrity... That, that, that's, that's how they're involved. That's how they're connected. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not just the fact of that, oh, yeah, there was a child stabbed and, and, and I very crudely said that, but there was a child stabbed and there was a bus blown up later. But it's all referred back to the Irish then. You know what I mean? Straight away back to the Irish. There's nothing about the foreign nationals. There's nothing about the... the, the, when the, when the, the uh, hello, can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, I, I just still don't see how you're able to connect the two of them. Because they, to me, they are not connected. It was an opportunity. The, the, the word course, may have gone yeah. out at some stage yesterday that the guy who did the stabbing was Algerian. And that was all that was needed then for people to say, OK, this is our chance. This is I, our I, no, Now, to come, in and peacefully pro- to come in and peacefully protest or to light candles and if thousands that's came in and did story, that, yeah. that's fine. But looting and burning and destroying and damaging... I, 
and beaten I, I up Gardaí. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, it's the fact of that it's just the connection that I, I wanted to establish. It's the government's lack of capabilities to just to, to vet and like you you can guarantee and you can bet your bottom dollar if that was one Irish young fella that went away and done that, like he, his whole life is ruined. His whole family, his whole reputation, have to move. You know what I mean? But uh, if the foreign national comes over, it's, but it's we know just, we know the people are angry. We see it with Pushka. Yosef Pushka came into our country. He had previous exactly. in his own country. Yet he's here. He's living off the state. He's got a five-bedroom home. He never worked a day in his life. He's stalking and praying women and he murders Ashley Murphy. Is it any wonder exactly. people yeah. are angry? I, I understand all of that. Yeah. But this just, was just, this, this was just, a disservice. What happened last night was a disservice. It flew in the face of people's anger by what these people did with regards to looting, damaging, destroying and going on a rampage. Yes, that's understandable. But like I said, it's all down to the government's lack of right. capabilities of vetting these people that are coming into our country. Right. Like, you, you know, like, what, if we go for a job, we'll get out of vetted. These people, we can't even get through border or custom security in, in, in some airports. I know all like, of that. I, I was away, I, was away on my, uh, I brought my family on a trip and we missed a flight because we couldn't get through customs on time. Customs, like, and we were going on a holiday. You know what I mean? So, uh, but but these people, we can't even get a job without gathering vetting. But these I, people can come over, I live know. in ho- hotels, just stay here, and then. But what has that got to do? We're, we're what has that got to do with the thousands that ran riot in the middle of Dublin city yesterday, last they, night? They, they, they were like the, the former callers have, have uh, said. They are all mixed multinationalities. Doesn't matter if they're black, white, Asian, Caucasian, and they're living here in Ireland. They were they were born in a different country. Oh, and I'm quite sure there was. A, I'm countries. sure there was a proportion of them out looting. And robbing the Nike gear as well, absolutely, and burning 100%. cars. And you can guarantee it. It's for, not a, for, for, sure there, for sure, there it. probably was. But but this, look, I've made the point a half a dozen times. I've gone over and over and over it again. This was opportunism. This wasn't a yes, protest every, against every, every every nationality. Every, like okay, said, I'll, I'll take we that. Are, that yeah. We 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 are. Like, uh, we are a neutral country, so we do accept different nationalities, yeah? I'm, I'm quite so sure like that we're multi... I'm quite sure that we're multi, multinationalities yeah, we looting first, last first nationality, yeah, we're all talking, okay. like, like I said. But this is an opportunity that was taken by all nationalities, all not right. just Irish. Okay, thanks for that. Two Tims and a Johnny, much obliged. Text 0868104106, back after the break. Text and WhatsApp 0868104106. Cork's Red FM. And by text, uh, why, for God's sake, didn't they mobilise the army for the Curra or the Dublin Army? barracks. It wouldn't have taken an hour or two. They'd have sorted it. There's no excuse for not doing this anymore. There's no reason that this wasn't possible to recruit and bring in the army. Uh, another text here says, is this what Ireland has become now, a place for stabbing babies? Not once did you mention the kids and the adults that were almost murdered in that interview with the GRA. All you focused on was the few on the streets of Dublin and nothing about the people that are pouring into the country daily, aided by Micheál Martin, Leo Varadkar and every other politician in this country. Uh, I wouldn't be able to hold my tongue in a respectful manner if I went on air. Well, I mentioned both. I'm, I'm failing to connect the two. Others I think they are connected and I'm happy to listen to them. Mal says, wouldn't it be great now if you were the first presenter to say why this happened and that the government got what they wanted? I noticed you're homing in on the Dublin thugs and not the real cause behind the Dublin thugs. I don't agree one bit with what happened yesterday. Well, I'm not I'm not honing in on one. I'm talking about both, but I fail to see what happened with the Dublin thugs as being a, um, um, a, a proper response to what happened in the afternoon where babies were stabbed. Uh, so before they go to court, so, so before they go to court, what? Nothing will happen. They'll walk out. There'll be no jail time. The action of animal-like behaviour yesterday could cause serious injury or death. Our thoughts and prayers 
upstairs with the children and the lady who was attacked yesterday. But nothing will happen as a consequence, Neil. Uh, what do the government and Gardaí expect? This is total frustration of not being heard. I don't agree with what happened, but it was building for a long time. It's time they started listening. Please don't eat up the right-wing agenda. I'm not, and because I don't believe it was under a right-wing banner. Nor do I think uh, that it is total frustration about not being heard. This was an opportunity to get in there and to rob and to loot and to burn and to destroy. They don't get, those that were doing that last night couldn't give a damn about anything else except the ability to engage in criminality and thuggery. That's just my thought. Maybe I should shut my mouth. Terror attack is what it is. We need to close the borders. This is what happens when you have a left government that allows in tens of thousands of single men. Look at Europe. Ireland is the next Sweden. One or two more. I'm sad to say the face of Ireland has changed. It changed yesterday. The government's open door policy without proper checks has come back to haunt us. We will never be able to drop our kids to school again without fear and wondering will they be safe? Will I see them again? Um, I think that is something probably that they think an awful lot in America these days and have been for quite some time. That text is suggesting that that day has also arrived here in Ireland. Text 0868104106. we got calls, texts and comments after 11. Now, the Neil Prenderville Show, Red FM. Final day of a giveaway in association with Celtic Interiors. €2,000 to be won uh, and it can be spent in Celtic Interiors who are celebrating 30 years in business. They've got an open day at their showroom today. So more on that just before midday. Um, Drew Harris gave a press conference this morning. It was rather lengthy. Uh, We've narrowed it down to a few minutes. We have 34 arrests, 32 of which will be appearing before the courts this morning. Uh, we have 13 shop, shop, uh, shops which have been uh, damaged, significantly damaged, or uh, have been subject. Uh, we have 11 Garda vehicles either destroyed through arson or very extensively damaged, and with three uh, buses, public transport buses destroyed and a Lewis train destroyed, and also then as the extensive damage, as I've set out, huge destruct, dis- um, destruction from a riotous mob who were uh, in effect responding um, at, a, at our crime scene to try and break into that crime scene and disrupt the crime scene at about uh, half five, quarter to six. And then from there on, the violence escalated. Um, order was restored in about uh, between half eight and nine o'clock as we deployed more resources. Well, people will say, why weren't you monitoring social media, the far-right groups, who you say uh, 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 exacerbated the situation? Why didn't you move quicker when you saw the build-up of tensions, both online and on the streets? Well. The build-up of tensions, as as you describe on social media, we were monitoring those and we were constantly then adding to our resources that were available uh, in DMR North Central. That was an ongoing part of the operation and we did respond. But uh, it has to be said that the crowds, the crowds of those in the first place protesting, filled with hate, directed towards members of Garda Shikana, were then supplemented with those who were only intent upon crime, disorder and the looting of premises. And one can see this morning, particularly uh, sports-type shops were specifically targeted. Now, Garda reacted quickly uh, to that and uh, were able to clamp down on that looting, but... 
um, we responded as the events unfolded. But I don't think at 1.30, as the original events unfolded, or indeed later in the mid-afternoon, we could have anticipated such disorder. The Richard. GRA has said that this is a failure of training, it's a failure of resources, it's a failure of personnel, that these are problems they have spoken about for a long time. And they also say that's clear in what happened last night, and we saw shocking scenes where individual Gardaí were isolated and pursued and attacked. Well, this is not a failure of personnel. All, all members of Angarda Shikonda responded to this. Everyone stood up to the plate in terms of their response. I now have to look to the tactics that we have for public order. We have not seen public order situations like this before. This may be um, behaviour which is apparent in other countries, but I think that we've seen an element of radicalisation. We have seen a group of people who take literally a thimble full of facts and make a, bath, a bathtub of assumptions, hateful assumptions, and then conduct themselves in a way which is riotous and, disrupt, and, and disruptive to our society. We then have to respond to that in terms of our tactics and training. But there's no failure here. There's no failure. This is uh, regrettably how protests have moved on and now we have to graduate and have a proportionate response to that. All right, that's just some of the audio from uh, the press conference from Drew Harris this morning. Very busy with phone lines. Joanne, I'm just waiting on a line number for Joanne, so I will talk to her in a second. But let me talk to Dan. Dan, good morning. I'm going to try and get through as much as I can between now and midday. Dan, go ahead. Well, first of all, anyway, well, the, the government did have to put security outside all schools. Number one, I don't know if anybody mentioned it this morning. No, they didn't. No. Well, there have to be security outside schools now and monitored. Right. Yeah. yeah. What happened? Copycats. You're talking about perhaps copycats. Oh yeah. Well, guaranteed. They're probably sleeper groups in this country, you know. And uh, but anyway, what happened up in Dublin? They've all the rampage all of it. Just a pure frustration at the government. What's no way if you're leaving the rampage out of it? What's pure frustration? The stabbing of children? What? What? I don't understand. Well, just having the children is completely wrong. Yeah. No, but what's... Right. The frustration leads to looting and rioting, is it? Well, the young people of Ireland, they haven't a chance of getting a home. Not a home. There's seven or eight or nine hundred refugees coming into this country every week. And they are put up. You don't see them sleeping on the streets. They're getting homes. It's pure frustration of the Irish people. But you forgive me, but a lot of those that were a lot of those that were looting and rioting last night would never want a home. They'll want everything for nothing. They have no interest in a mortgage or a job. But you see, they're after hearing enough about it. You know, they're after hearing enough about it now, and we've all heard enough about it. And nothing's been done as far as the government is concerned. As far as I'm concerned about the government is, they're giving a slap across the face on both sides from the Irish government. The Irish people are not looked after at all. No way. No way. All right. Okay. Let me talk to Joanne. Joanne, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thanks for yeah, holding. I'm, I agree with everything that man said. Okay. Okay. And I'm being and I'm being anti-Irish. How how is that? Well, not really anti-Irish. I just think your focus this morning was more on the riots than it was the actual the actual issue is that this guy stabbed children. That should be what we're out on the streets about. Is this what? Is this where Ireland is headed now? I 110% agree with you on that. Our focus should be on that. Absolutely. And we should be very angry about it. And and I was talking about that. I had a niece on the phone to me last night crying that she's terrified to send her children to school this morning. Absolutely terrified. 
And and the worry yeah, we is that it could happen. It. Yeah, no, I know that, but it, but it's trying it's trying to connect the two is the issue. But Shani, they're not listening. We, there was a poll months and months ago. Seventy five percent of the Irish people, a Red Sea poll, a poll that the government normally oh it's it's gospel to them. But this poll came out. Seventy five percent of the Irish people said we've taken in too many. Yeah, and they've completely absolutely. ignored. We have it. taken in too many. We have. Country, we have taken no one up the country in little villages. In yeah. little villages of maybe four hundred people, expected to take in eight hundred. They're being ignored. The government are just pushing this through. They don't care what anyone thinks. And these young people are probably at home listening to their parents giving out about it and push them over the edge. So you have to understand where they're coming from too. No one no one can condone people robbing shops and stuff like that. And it just wasn't Irish because I've seen the videos. There was plenty of migrants doing it too that took advantage of the situation. And, and, and you think that all of this happened, I think all of this happened, um, and all of this looting and all of this damage and the burning and the facing up to guards and everything that happened last night um, as a reaction to Ireland's open border policy, all of this looting and the robbing of shops. You don't see it as being an opportunity for thugs and lazy, lazy layabouts to just go in and just... Maybe some, maybe some, but when, have a good when all, all the other protests... When all the other protests were going on in East Wall and we had grandmothers out with the buggies with their children, okay, we were, they were called far right, totally ignored. If you don't agree with them and their policies of flooding this country, our culture is gone, our children are being stabbed now, like, wake up. The Irish people, it's just easier to blame the young fellas running around their hoodies, isn't it? Than to wake up this morning and say... What the hell has happened to Ireland? We're heading down the road of America. We would be having that conversation solely this morning if it wasn't for the events that happened last night. We but would I don't be care. Talking. The focus should be on this geezer that was able to stab Irish children mm. or even any child. It doesn't matter if they were Irish. This geezer just stood outside the school, yeah. waits for the door to open with a knife in his hand. This should be the focus here. Our people are not safe. And and they've seen nothing yet because the anger out there have been ignored by this government and their agenda lining their pockets, filling all their buddies' guest houses and everything else. And we're afraid to send our children and our grandchildren to school. The Irish people need to wake up now and just call a halt to this whole thing. It's interesting to hear Leo Varadkar this morning say words to the effect that we need to take back control of our country. How, how would we do that? Yeah, because he's going, this, now is, this is exactly now what they wanted. So they can bring in their draconian hate speech legislation, right, and lock people up. We're living in tyranny. We're living in absolute tyranny. You know? Like, look, open your eyes, look around. This country is flooded. Our culture is gone. Very nearly gone. And the Irish people need to wake up. How's our, enough is enough. How's our, how's our culture gone? We probably are too small to take much more with regards to Ukrainian war refugees and things like that or undocumented well, men who tear up their... And, no, and tear we're up their passports. We don't, we don't want any of those characters tearing up their documentation. I understand that. But you have to have an open border for people to come in and work and rear children and have families and Sorry, contribute. Now, can I just say something to you there before my phone goes dead? Yeah. My son went to Australia three weeks ago, right, out of this kip. And he went through all the documents, visa, sponsor, 
everything. Check all criminal background. You have to have a certain amount of money in his bank account. You know, that's the right way it should be done. 100% agree with that. I think nobody, I think nobody should be able to get in from anywhere without the proper documentation. You go into a country, you need to apply, you need to go through the process of visa, um, landed immigrancy and all the things that come with it. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And that's that. the way it should be done. Okay, thanks and a lot. Let me talk to Tony. Tony, good morning. Morning, Neil. I'm fine with people saying that I'm being unbalanced. Joanne believes it and you do too. So go ahead. I've no problem with that. Neil, the whole thing started just today because there was, there was a couple of children stabbed. This guy was hanging around the schools an hour before it. He was seen on CCTV at the back of the school an hour before this atrocity happened. Yeah. I... And there wasn't a girl to be seen. Yeah. In fact, in fact, it was very disturbing to see thousands on O'Connell Street last night and also um, in the earlier part of the rioting and the carry-on, no guardy to be seen either. So that was worrying yes, and, also. Yeah. And I watched through Harris and Helen McIntyre on 6-1 News and I saw Helen McIntyre on prime time and she was asked a question at 10 past 10 last night was Dublin safe and she refused to say no. She's not fit to, she's not fit to be the boss She's not fit to be the Minister for Justice. But she did say, she did say arrests were made. She did say they'll be before the courts. And she did say, I want to see them locked up. Yes. But locking up in the answer, but Neil, we can't jail the people that should be in jail. Neil, we need, honest to God, we need a total radical reform of the government and the gallery because confidence in Joe Harris is gone. Okay, but why why are we even talking about confidence in government or confidence in the Gardaí? When a a riotous mob went on a rampage yesterday pretending that it was as a result and and an anger over the stabbing of children when really it was not about that it was about just going on a rampage and a loot. I agree with you 100% this was orchestrated long before it. So here's, what, so here's what happened. I won't play the audio because it's absolutely disgusting. But there's WhatsApp groups going about and there's some audio from it. One of them mentions, there's an individual, it's called, I won't even give you the name of it, I'd be identifying it. But they're saying, and if, the, if there's any guards in, in this group, you can go and F yourself. You have blood in your hands. And look, if they start acting, the, we'll just make a load of little small groups. We'll put one on O'Connell Street, one on Grafton Street, one in Smithfield. They can't control us all, lads. They can't control us all. Let's have little groups splintering off and doing what we we got to do. So lads, 7 o'clock be in town, everyone bally up as in balaclavas. Put up put up, tool up and any effing foreigners anyone, just kill them, kill them, kill them all let's get this on the effing news let's show the effing media that we're not an effing pushover. No more, no more in this poxy country, enough is enough, this is it this is the straw that broke, broke the camel's back, go for it. There'll be no repercussions there's no guards, no politicians no one's going to stop us. So that's the call out that went out yesterday afternoon, to tool up, to get in there and to do and 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 we know the consequences of that. So these are the callouts that people heard yesterday. And they were on the, social media, Neil, and the guard they should have been able to monitor those. And, but I'm, I'm quite it's sure that the guard they were. But no, this is what the problem is, Neil. If the guard they were properly resourced, they should have been able to monitor social media yesterday. And and if what is happening, if this happened, I drove around Cork City last night from about nine o'clock to quarter to eleven. I drove up the Grand Parade, up Patrick Street, up McCorton Street, around by the bus office, and I kept doing loops. I had nothing to do. I didn't see a guard or a patrol car. And any of, for an hour and 45 minutes, I drove around and I didn't see a guard or a patrol car. I didn't witness any guard or a patrol car. If anything happened in Cork last night, we were isolated. Because there were calls from every station in, in Cork and in the country to get to Dublin. We saw what happened in Cork last week with a pipe bomb in Blackpool. 
my my grandchild is going to a school below on Ballyvalane, and we took her out of school last week because there was a there was trouble there. Yeah, but when needed when needed in Blackpool, they were there to respond to that pipe bomb. I, I agree. Yeah, but I, I think that was handled all wrong also. The carbon off the streets. No, I know we're not going into that. I'm just saying when yeah, they were yeah, when they were needed, needed they this were. This is the problem. This is the problem. There's no more intenting. This is the problem. This is actually the problem. But don't There's you think? Don't, 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 the prop. This could happen in Cork or Dublin, or it could happen in Kerry. It could happen tonight in Kerry. And you really think of it happening in Kerry tonight in Killarney? That wouldn't be people's kill tonight in, in Killarney. Um, it could happen. It could happen anywhere, it could and it happen. could happen again. There could be another call. Dublin, out is, a capital, Dublin is a capital with probably more gallery underground than anywhere in the country. And they couldn't. The bottom line last night is what happened was wrong. The Bond to Lewis is all my taxpayers are going to pay for for this. The Bond Dublin buses, which 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 are public, which are owned by the by, by the public, just we're going to pay for all this one way or the other. And I don't agree with what happened last night. It was wrong, morally wrong. But what happened with the children, it shouldn't have been allowed to happen. The Gary, look, the Gary, he was walking around the school yeah. for over an hour, yeah. for over an hour. And nobody came up and said, call the girls. Or, the, or maybe they did call the girls and the girls didn't come. This is the problem. And we, and where the whole thing went wrong last night was the girls weren't expecting it first off and they weren't monitoring social, social media. If you, if, if you go on WhatsApp, you can see a lot of these things. With the websites, you, you, you can see these clowns talking to one another. Well, something. apparently they were saying, there was some, some reports saying that uh, staff in Leinster House were sent home early. So they were anticipating yeah, something earlier in the afternoon. Yeah. All right. Of do, course. You, do you mind if I talk to, to Bernadette, Tony? Thank you so much. I just have a lot of calls here and the time clock's against me. Bernadette, good morning. I'll take an ad break after Bernadette. Go ahead, Bernadette. Good morning. Neil, yeah. I want to ask you one question. Yeah. Do you ever go on a break after listening to some of the crap and trying to eat your radio? Because I feel like taking a bite out of mine now. Oh, sorry about after that. I've been listening to Why? It. Why? What, what do you want to pick up on? Neil, they're talking a lot of crap. Look, if the guards now ran into that crowd last night and started uh, giving them a belt of a baton or spraying them or whatever, we'd be looking listening to a different radio station this morning. They'd be on saying, oh, the guards running and they're after hitting this fella and that fella and this fella and that fella. They can't win with some people. Oh, they win with me yeah. anyway. If they turned cannons on them last night, I'd have been, I'd have been yeah. fairly happy with yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Say. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Somebody looting right. the shop or trying to burn buses or squad cars, you know, I've, exactly, I have no exactly. problem with the guard. They ran out of a bus, like. Yeah. And there was another girl made a comment there a while ago when she said, they stopped the there was no day. It was only one person. And another thing, I wouldn't say no at all that there was foreigners around the dubs last night looting with them. I'd say they were all locked in their houses, terrified. Oh, I'm 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 quite sure it would be fair. Looting. I'm quite sure it would be fair to say that there were multinationalities looting last night. They're bound yeah, to have been. You know, you know what I mean? No, I mean there were bound Christ. to have been. There were bound to have been from all across uh, the, the different nationalities that now live in well, Ireland. You couldn't say that it would no. be. No, no, no. You don't agree? But no. I mean, who's to know that people aren't born Irish, like, and be a different colour? We're not We're not all born white at all, like, Neil, you know? And another thing... Well, it's, it's just some would say that it would be... It, some might say to that that it would be a much better place if, for instance, people didn't have children here who then came from other countries, came and had children mm. here, and then their children went mm. looting. Uh, we we don't want we mm. don't want our own looting and we don't want the children of others looting either. No, we don't. Not at all. Yeah. And another thing, like we seem to forget too, like that. 
the reason that those people are in this country in the first place, what they're after being through in their own country, looking at their kids being abused over there, like, and everything that they've been through. Sure, a lot of those people didn't probably want to leave their own country at all to come here. What, 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 they just I, had no other choice. You, what, in what case are you talking about here? You're talking about people that are quietly getting on with their lives and behaving and exactly. working. Are you talking exactly. about those whose children possibly were out looting in Dublin? Which? No, I'm speaking about the people. Look, Neil, like you can't tear everybody with the same brush. No, no, but if you, you know but no, I mean? no, but if if you look at this situation, and it's a very, it's a very reasonable suggestion to make that we cannot take any more refugees, that we cannot take any more uh, war refugees no, from Ukraine, can't. that we can't continue to tolerate uh, hundreds and hundreds coming in every week without any no, documentation from countries that are not at war. We can't. That has to stop. We can't. Uh, even even stop. Liam Varadkar has eventually woken up to that fact. Um, yeah. Th- so so that's an issue. Uh, we also can't it ignore the fact issue. that the more we go through year in year out we are seeing more international criminals living in Ireland killing oh, and, and raping and pillaging and doing all of the things yeah. that they do is that, is that a consequence of living in Europe and an open border policy and mm-hmm. is there anything we can do about that? They're the questions that need to be asked Well Neil, all those things like, you see like this is not an overnight fix at all it's not like you can't fix things like this overnight. They they were allowed into the country because of what happened. Everybody took pity on the, what they had been through in their own countries, and we all they were all left in. I know I know what you're saying. There was too much left in, yeah. and I know people are annoyed about that. But wouldn't you think that they'd have the decency of keeping their mouth shut? And just using their voice just to explain things to the government and not go around the place shouting and roaring. Like one fella last night on the site now, when they broke into the the shop, one of the sports shops, is there any size small there? I mean, what's that got to do with... Nothing. I don't think you can connect the two of them. Let Let me talk to Johnny, if you don't mind. Thanks, Bernadette. Johnny, good morning. I need to take an ad break. Go ahead, John. Hey, how are you? I'm not going to keep you long, no, right, but fine. I tell you, what happened last night and what happened yesterday is, is an absolute disgrace, right? And I'm not here to discuss with you about what was right and what was wrong and the differences in the comparisons of the two. But the question has to be asked now, how do we stop? How do you stop what's happening? Uh, I suppose by default there's been a problem highlighted up in the main street of Dublin last night. They're doing it because they're getting away with it. You don't have to be in any big city of this country to realise that the whole thing is like a bubbling pot of water that's going to spill over. Walk any street or village of the country, any time of the night or day, and you'll see that there's shouting, there's aggression, there's, there's frustration in, in the youths of the, of the town. But the problem is, how do we police it? You mentioned about fear. How dare you say fear, Neil? We can't say that word no more. There's no fear there. So the problem is, and the question is, how do we fix it? How do you sort it out? And the more policing is the answer to what you have to do. Tougher policing is the answer. What's just the answer? Cut the feet from under him. You mentioned cos- cosmopolitan country and um, our co- cosmopolitan nation and bringing all these people in. That's grand. No problem. Open the doors, bring them in, contribute to society. The difference is, how do you, how do you police it? You go to any mainland Europe, you wouldn't get away with it. It wouldn't happen, no matter what nationality you are. 
Okay, so so you had all of this. Okay, you had the events of yesterday, which are absolutely heartbreaking. Um, uh, unfortunately, this is very much being fueled by the fact that the suspected attacker happens to be of Algerian origin. I get all of that. I understand people get angry when they hear that. Then you have the events of last night, and you have individuals who came in to trash the city, pretending that it was about you know that uh, you know that um, Ireland for Ireland and keep it safe, and you know um, uh, we can't accept any more of this. But actually, it was thuggery and lawlessness and vandalism and criminality under the banner, driven on actually with callouts online by certain sections of the far right. We know that now. Would you agree with all of that? Listen. I can agree and disagree with a lot of things that people said this morning. People made a lot of very valid points, including yourself, right? Let's not take away from the reality here what we're dealing with. Okay. You're dealing with a, a cosmopolitan nation, as you mentioned, right? You have different nationalities. It doesn't matter. There's poor kids in hospital now that are hurt, okay? The other problem is you have crazy scenes in Dublin last night. The question is, how do you stop it? There's no point in discussing it. Oh, do you stop it? What's done is done, unfortunately. Okay. Firstly, let's see the let's see the faces of those that are prosecuted and seen and proven guilty. I like to see them in the whole cold light of day. Yeah, I like to but see who these what? people are who think that you know that Ireland is at risk and that they're doing all of this for the sake of Ireland and our nationality and our culture. You know, I'd no, like to see them. Neil, Neil, what's Ian going to do? I, what's done is done. You have to stop knowing okay. the future. What's going to happen? This is going to become a common factor, in my opinion. This isn't going to be new, uh, anything new in the future. This is what you're facing into. It's just the reality of it. That's okay. what you're facing into. Unless you get proper policing on the ground, give them the resources, give them the money they need, and sort out the people that are doing this. Which, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Thank you, Johnny. That's exactly what the Gardaí want. That's exactly what the GRA wants. They're as exasperated, probably more exasperated than anybody because they have to deal with it, the thuggery, and they have to deal with the fact that they're on the back foot. And to some extent, last night, they were told to hold back. Don't wade in. Keep the peace. It's impossible to keep the peace when you've got people behaving like that. Uh, there are other breaking stories, actually. I'll come back after the break. Hold on. Then. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818-104-106. Red FM. Okay, I'm getting reports of a bomb threat in the city right now. I'm not 100% sure of exactly where, but it does seem to be in and around the city centre. I hear people saying that there's a lot of guards, cars, a lot of guarded bikes, and a lot of roads are closed off. Uh, one person in particular was in touch that he can't get into Washington Street. It's been blocked off by police. He's been told that there's a bomb scare in the city. I'm not 100% sure, and I don't want to be mentioning exactly where in the area because of the two or three different locations that are being said right now. But if I could find out for sure exactly where it was or is and where this bomb threat is, I will certainly bring it to air. But at the moment, it does seem to be in an area around the city. If you were looking at um, geographically, it would be in and around the Mercy, in and around um, the courthouse, in and around the March area, March area, areas like that. But it's a breaking story and there's a big guarded reaction to it as we speak. Uh, text 0868104106 if you're in the area and you have some more information. Another text here, Lauren says, Courthouse in Washington Street is in lockdown. You can't go to the Grand Parade. The road is closed. Uh, Guardian Fire Brigade are all over the place. Uh, and uh, if there are developments, as I say, in the next few minutes while I'm on air, I'm sure the newsroom are working on it as well, but there does seem to be some form of a bomb threat. I think Lauren might be able to take a call. Lauren, good morning. Hi, how are it's you? It's quite vague as to where exactly they're saying the threat is. Do, do you it know? It's actually outside the Washington Courthouse. 
Um, all the road is closed, going up by Reardon's, uh, guards everywhere. Um, you can't, and there's actually, while we're driving through the city, there's actually more guards coming towards us, the sirens on, and there's fire brigades. Okay. Um, but but you, but uh, I know I know it's very early and all of this could change. But wh- why are you saying the courthouse? Has somebody told you that the bomb threat is there? Uh, there's alarms going off in the courthouse as we were passing, and there's a load of guards standing outside the courthouse. Okay, 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 okay. So you haven't been able to go where you want to go. Are you stopped somewhere now watching what's going um, on? I am. Um, we're actually after taking the detour to where we're supposed to be going. We had to go up all but. Um, all up back roads and everything to get down to the marina market. Okay, thanks for that. Uh, I've also got Joan. Uh, she may be able to update us. Joan, good morning. Thank you, Lauren. Joan, good morning. Morning. Um, what did what did what did you hear? It's in the courthouse. I was in there, and there's a bomb threat and a threat to kill two judges. So, but honestly, how did you how do you know how do you know that? Come back in the afternoon. The bomb squad had just gone in now. Gone into the courthouse. Yes. Okay. And were you there to see all this? I was. And I had to leave. Yes. Every bit of it. So What what exactly did so what exactly did you see and what were you told? Well we were in there and we were told to leave as a matter of urgency and outside and then we were moved off the steps, told cross the road and now we were told to evacuate the area and come back in the afternoon. So, did, did somebody mention a bomb yes, threat? Yes, they told us what was wrong. Exactly what was wrong. Okay. And do, and you Pardon? saw bomb squad personnel go into the courthouse? They're now going in. Okay. This happened okay. over well, over half an hour ago. Okay. Maybe three quarters of an hour ago. So that means Washington Street and all of the marsh and streets it's adjacent gone. all around yeah. the courthouse, they're all Yes, closed. the whole, whole lot are all blocked. Yeah. You must have got okay. an awful fright. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, and you I'll were go home because I have to sit down. I know, I know. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> nothing you'd be expecting of a Friday morning. Thank you, Joan. In court this morning, so she was uh, with the threat of a bomb scare in the courthouse. It is now closed. All of the roads adjacent and around it are also all closed and the bomb squad have just entered the building. So they're making a secure zone around it, obviously, and that would be a fairly wide perimeter, I would say. Oh my God, have they got a tough job ahead of them? If this is a credible threat, they will have to obviously do their best to defuse it and keep everybody safe. It's been some morning. Back after the break. Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. 086 8104 Red FM. Certainly a very different Friday morning and uh, just got a hell of a lot differenter on top of all of that, if that's even the correct word, with a bomb threat in the city centre that seems to be connected with and centering around. Uh, the courthouse. I'm quite sure that Lana O'Connor will have more on this uh, at midday on this breaking story from downtown Cork. We live in very dangerous times, sad times, worrying times, uh, and it just seems to be getting worse. Uh, text 0868104106. Undoubtedly, with regards to the uh, huge amount of texts and calls that I've had this morning, I'll be coming back to this topic again on Monday. A lot of people have gone to a lot of effort uh, text-wise, and I want to get a flavour of those on the air. I didn't do justice to the text this morning, so we'll pick up on more of them on Monday. But throughout the course of the week we were doing other things we were having a happier time uh, before yesterday afternoon when babies got stabbed surely we did uh, and amongst other things 
we were giving away some lovely hampers uh, containing all sorts of goodies, uh, chocolates and sweets and wine and aprons and coasters and chopping boards from Celtic Interiors, celebrating 30 years in business. Now, they have an open day on at the moment at their showrooms at the Woolen Mills in Douglas, celebrating 30 years in business. You're all welcome there. They've got cooking demos going on and workshops and lots of different treats there in the Woolen Mills. Go along and enjoy that. But we had four finalists during the week and we're talking on a topic. Now, one of them is going to take away a €2,000 voucher to spend in Celtic Interior. So I need to clip ahead, said the one-armed man, and get as many of them on the air as I can in the time that's left. So the four of them were Claire, Tracy, Paul and Bernadette. So Bernadette's first up. Morning. Morning. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Here, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. We do the best we can. So you got 30 seconds, right? So you're first. The others have to be worse than you for you to win. Talk on a topic, 30 seconds. And your chosen topic by me is three famous people, dead or alive, that you would invite to dinner for nom-noms. Three famous people you'd invite to dinner, dead or alive, 30 seconds, and your clock starts now. Right. To make it a very interesting night, I'd get a combination of Michael Collins, my hero, Elvis, my love, my first love, and Mother Teresa. Now, I think the conversation could be widespread. Elvis would do his shaking of the pelvis and get us all going. Michael Collins, I think, would go with that too. And I think Mother Teresa would even get up and dance. So it would be such an exciting, it would be different eras from different lifetimes coming together with me, simple on me, and we'd have a ball. Okay, I love it. I love it all day long, except for the fact that you use the word different a few times. That might stand against you with regards to repetition. Oh, listen, I'm not in the the business of arguing with you. (laughs) Okay, okay. You said it numerous times. I'm quite sure. I, I love them all in different ways. I know you did. It was fabulous. I'm, I'm quite sure that the others will be worse than you. So don't don't worry too much about it. All right. Just 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 hold on. Just hold on. We're only getting going. No, there was no ums or as or anything, but there was repetition. But hold on a second there, Paul O'Sullivan, uh, the taxi man down East Lawn. Paul, good morning. How's it going, Lord? I'm good, man, I'm good. So you've got 30 seconds to beat Bernadette um, and Tracy and Claire to come. And your chosen topic, 30 seconds on your chosen topic, and it has to be about your hometown. Where are you from and why you love it? Your hometown or village, for that matter, and your 30-second clock starts now. Well, I'm from Cork. Where else would you be from in the whole world? Cork City, born... Born in Rasprey, Tipperary, this is a different story, but mainly Barrack Street, the Barrack Street area. My mother had a shop in Barrack Street for 50 years, well known. She was the longest tradesperson in Barrack Street. Her name was Mamie Dawson. She used to seamstress, doing hens, alterations, whatever. Cork City itself, fantastic place, has its issues, but nowhere in the world like it. Anywhere you want to go, people can talk now. Yeah, we're going very well, and then you got a bit... You hit a few roadblocks along the way, taxi man. I did, I did. Good effort, pal, but I don't think it's going to happen for you. Not today. Thanks, Paul. Looking good for Bernadette. You're still in the lead. Tracy Mackis, he's in Cove. What crack we had with Tracy. How's it going? Glad you've had it all. No need. My heart is pounding again. All right, here we go. Big deep breath. I won't be able to shut you up, right? Okay. Okay. You were uh, certainly the winner of the week, that's for sure. Can you win the outside prize? Let's see. 2,000 spend. Your chosen topic, the top three items on Tracy Mackesy's bucket list. The three things you would love to do and your 30 seconds on that starts now. 
Right, the shop people, the first one definitely would be Vegas. I would sit on the start sale all day long, never pay my mortgage. The kids would start to get a home, I wouldn't give a fuck. I'd be inside there like Queen Latifah walking through the place. My second one would definitely be to go back to my 20s when I thought I was fat. And look at my body, if they try to look how gorgeous you are and bring that mentality forward. No, I'm not. To get that mentality back again would be fantastic. And my third one would be to actually give up chocolate and never eat it again, even though I love it. It's on my bucket list. Every day I say, get up, I'm not going to eat it, but then I do eat it, and then I love it. And I can't help myself. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> what do you think of that performance? <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you think of it yourself, Tracy? I would have preferred, I would have preferred the nudist beaches to giving up chocolate. <laughs> well, Neil, I'm being honest with you, know, chocolate is my weakness. I know, I, sure, I know, I know, I know. I it. know, I just, I just think there was a slight, a couple of pauses there and a little bit of, okay. uh, you know, hang, hang on, though, hang on, hang on, hang on. We'll see what happens. Claire Coughlin is fourth Hello. and final in Dunmanway morning. Good morning to you, sir. 30 seconds for you. See if you can win the prize outright. 2,000 euro spend from Celtic Interiors. And your chosen topic, 30 seconds, please, is your best friend. Tell us about your best friend. Your 30 seconds starts now. My best friend is Joanne. She's from Ballinine. We've been friends since junior infants, believe it. She moved to New Zealand quite a few years ago. My boss in work thought that someone had died. When I turned up to work, I was crying so much the morning she left on the flight. She is her only girl, so we really pal together. We have a, a love for cats and travelling, for all things girly. We had nail varnish parties, makeup parties. We lived together in court for many years. We got each other out of many battles. Ah, I love it, but there was a bit of a slip up right in the middle of it. Oh, there was many slip-ups with everyone, Neil. That's the beauty of this competition. You have to choose your favourite. I know, but it was it didn't flow 100%. It didn't kind of, you know... I need line oh, one. Oh, Neil, please. We're doing up the utility. Celtic interiors will be perfect. Help me out here, guys. I'm just not feeling it 100% for Claire. I think Bernadette's probably slightly ahead. Am I right? I think so. Sorry, Claire. Oh, please, no. Neil. Okay, unless you want to take a hundred thousand and burn it, it takes a thousand. But I don't even think that would be fair. I have to stand my ground. I hate this job sometimes. I really hate. Which child do you give up? I've picked the child to give up. Oh, and sugar! Sorry, Claire. Really win- oh. uh, listen, Bernadette. I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself, poor old Claire. But sadly, you well, for her, you did shade her. So congratulations, well done. Oh, thank you so much. You're thank welcome. Claire. Get yourself into Celtic Interiors. You got two grand to spend on oh the kitchen. You will absolutely love it, and I'm quite sure I your kitchen. Love you. I love you. I love. Thank right. you so much. Take thank care. You. Look after bye, yourself. Bye. Take care. We'll pick up on all of the business on Monday morning as usual. Uh, you know, wh- why change the habits of a lifetime? We go out with live music every single Friday. This will not be the exception. We've got Danny Deneen on guitar, Ronan Tatton on banjo. They tell me you make a big noise. Welcome to studio, guys. We need, we need to have our hearts lifted a bit after the events of the last 24 hours. Yeah. So what can you do for us? Thanks very much, Neil. Um, yeah, we're going to play a song called the, the Man Who Sings at Night. Uh, so maybe it'll... Uh, Put a smile on a few people's faces and uh, I don't know if that's shaping up a bit of a, a funny week. Let's have a go. Here we go. Right. Man who sings at night with Danny and Ronan. Go for it.
swings at night on the new stage lights, the old songs keep me going. I won't go home, home. And music frees the soul of man, makes the children dance, gives the women a fine chance to sing and chant. And when you hear that old zombie, get the new shoes and get the old ones on their feet. It keeps on your When the night is over, the parrot has been drunk dry. Surrounded by friends and the crack and the kill No, we won't want to go home Oh, I'm the man who sings in the day I love to play What do you say? Won't you sing a song with me? Now can you feel your feet taking off And your fingers tap And your hands start to clap to the beat Take it to the street the buskers busk and the punters yo and the crow gathers home cause music takes them home wherever that may be Out in the rain To that magical sound That we all can share Even though while this Peace will tame And even when Times are tough And you've nowhere Left to turn There's always A song that can speak to your heart No matter Wherever you roam Things at night when there's no one left and they're all in bed asleep. Oh, in their dreams. I remember the day when the music died when Dan McLean had his American pie for tea. It was oh so sweet. But the Lord did the dance, he soon jumped up, said this won't stand, and three days later, oh, what do you know?
what they're putting in the porter in Carrigaline, but I want one. I want some of it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks a million. Oh, I wasn't expecting that storm force, that gale force to come upon us. <laughs> Name of the band, isn't it? Gale force. That's well. Gale force is our our kind of we have a five piece kind of band that does kind of covers and stuff. Uh, when we go out doing original stuff for uh, Danny and the Ace Donna, but, uh, but that, yeah. that's original. The man who sings at night. Yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, one of the newer ones. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. A big fan of the banjo man. You play that with pride. Thanks well done. Much, well done, guys. Fantastic. Any gigs coming up before I let you go? Uh, You're on Wallace's, I think, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in Wallace's tonight. Yeah. Um, um, in, the in Middleton. Is there a gig in Casey's in Clan, I think, with the band? There is, yeah. Next weekend, yeah. yeah. Second That's of December, yeah. Gale Force, yeah, yeah. So, Coming up. We, need, we needed that this morning, lads. We really did. Thank you so yeah. much to lift our spirits. It was Put the smile on our faces as well. <laughs> Absolutely. To come out here and play. <laughs> Absolutely. I loved Thank it. Don't much. be strangers. I wish you had more time, but great to see you. Thanks so Thanks much. Thanks a million, Neil. We'll see you again, hopefully. You. Absolutely. Always welcome. Our lines will stay open, lads. You can text 0868104106. What I didn't get to today, uh, we'll pick up on tomorrow. Uh, pardon me, on Monday, I should say. And there are on, there are unfolding and breaking stories regarding a bomb threat uh, down in the city. I'm quite sure that Lana will have more on that. I'm out of time. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. See you on Monday. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.